Today on Launchpad, we look on Craigslist in Detroit. We learn forgiveness is better than permission. And it turns out John Hughes did do weird science. We're here today with uh, my good friend Chut, and he's actually a longtime customer of mine. How long has it been? Three years? Four years? We are in our in our third year. In your third year. Yeah. It's been a while. So what I love about Chut is... Oh, you got to get closer to your mic. I'm being waved at. Hello. You don't have to be that close. Just to, There you go. Yeah, there I was going to say tilt it up. Perfect. There we go. Um, I'm petite. I guess I should just <laughs> jump in. I mean... We need the adjustable stools back, although yeah. you would crush the ones That's we had. That's crap. Um... It has been a while since we've been in here. Do you, need, do you need me to turn that off? Uh, yeah, if you want to hit the button. Well, there's a button down there, yeah. Just, this is starting off wonderful. All right, nice stumbly start. Anyways, back to it. Um, Chut invented a game by accident, I believe, right? I'm going to let you tell the whole story. But, what I, I mean, a lot of respect for you. A lot of admiration for you. Um one of my favorite entrepreneurial stories, which I'm looking forward for everyone to hear, uh, but just took literally nothing, literally nothing, and turned it into a thriving business. And I'm going to let you take it away from here because I don't want to, you know, it's your story. Tell well, it. Cool, man. Well, it actually started, it'll be two weeks from this coming Saturday right here in Speedway, Indiana, you know, Indy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Detroit. Uh, my circle of friends. A lot of them are for different cities, but they got uh, jobs in Detroit in the big three after college. Um, one of them suggested uh, he used to go to the Indy 500 with his parents. He's from New York. He used to go as a kid. We should go to the Indy 500. Started going to the Indy 500, which was a great idea because it's amazing. It's the best. It is uh, amazing. It's, it's indescribable. The it's the best adult recess weekend ever. Indescribable. Yeah, it's the best. You have to see it. You don't have to give a crap about cars. I do give a crap I'm from Detroit yeah. love cars but uh you don't have to give a crap about cars it's just a great thing it's the biggest shit show on earth that's that was our shirts last year what's says, that our shirts we made up it's uh <laughs> we have a tiki bar that seats 50 that we need a bottoms up for yeah you do at our uh, tailgate uh but uh yeah it was this it was the uh tiki 2 centennial shit show first time in 22 years <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so this will be our 23rd year going so we have 15 rv spots our group's basically now Detroiters and, you know, new Detroiters from other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the same 15 RV spots, same lot every year, more or less the same neighbors from all these different cities and states. And uh, we would try to have a project every year. We're Detroiters. We build things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to show off to our neighbors from the other places our Detroitness, you know. <laughs> so every year we'd have, like, the Tiki Bar itself. This year will be 17. Yeah, it's an octagon, covered roof, running tap. 50 can belly up to it, dozen in on the inside. Yeah, we um, got to get a bottoms up unit in there. Yeah, we do. Uh, circus tent, full size bus, all these different things. One year we built Plinko. Anyway, we're just trying to show off. You know, we'd work on these projects, you know, in the couple months before Indy, bring it down just to have fun. What are we going to do this year? So, uh, 16 years ago, we built a bowling lane. It was uh, six platforms bolted together end to end, real bowling ball, real bowling pins. We're going to bowl. That's, That's our big epic. idea. Yeah. So, we set everything up. We cut our grass. And we cut our grass down to like putting green level because your feet don't get all wet in the morning from the dew and it's easier to rake up all the garbage in the morning to st- start a new start day. Start again? Of, yes, correct. Rinse, repeat. <laughs> so uh, 
we get everything set up. Now our bowling lane set up, and we start to bowl. And our backstop is a complete failure. Does not work at all, or the ball just flat out misses it. Rolls off the side. Our gutters were just two by fours with rebar. The bottom of the gutter was the ground. So it'd roll off, hit the ground, bounce over the two by four. Bottom line, <laughs> real bowling ball at speed into our neighbors at ankle level. Not neighborly. Not neighborly. They like us. We like them. We just wanted to keep it that way. So we only did like four or five practice attempts at bowling. They all failed. So uh, we're not stupid. We, we locked up the bowling balls, gave ourselves an F. Um, we have a full PA system to play our music and uh, for constant and unnecessary announcements. Uh, that go on, you know, it's, it's a 72 hour tailgate, you know, yeah. they, it never shuts up. It's generators, helicopters, and you know, everyone's got, it's just, yeah, it's madness. It's, it's perfect, a shit show. Perfect yeah. madness. So, uh, back in the day they allowed golf carts and four wheelers and classic mini bikes and, you know, mini crotch rockets and all that stuff. And people would have all their little toys. Well, we had like a classic seventies mini bike, the little oh, yeah. and Stratton pull start, the ape hangers. A lot of our guys worked at the Chrysler Tech Center up in Detroit, and uh, ours was the uh, the TP Cruiser. We took PT Cruiser logo and cut it in half and switched it, and on the front of the mini bike we had a toilet paper holder with a toilet paper roll, <laughs> and you could ride the TP Cruiser over to the bathroom facility, and you always knew you had the proper equipment at <laughs> the uh, at the shit show weekend where not all you know, you know bathrooms can be. Uh, I think that's where that term comes from. Yeah. But uh, so the TP Cruiser, and a lot of us are real small guys, a lot of former offensive linemen, gravitationally challenged. And uh, TJ, uh, our buddy, he's a big one. He looks, he's a tackle all day long. Uh, we always joke, you put over an eighth of a ton on a mini bike, that's already funny. You have him whiz down a bowling lane and smash through some bowling pins, that's entertainment. <laughs> so we've got our loser projects, and every once in a while we make an announcement where TJ's going to risk his life, little you know, Evil Knievel drive-bys without going through the pins, and a little beer burnout. Uh, so we do that Friday, smash through the pins, everybody laughs a few times a day. We do it Friday, we, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday afternoon, a couple guys are just playing catch with the football, just tossing the pigskin around. And uh, one of the passes wasn't caught, and the ball bounced on the ground, went right into the bowling pins, knocks them down. And we're all like... We need to throw the football at the bowling pins. And uh, we had another case of pins with us. You know, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, every year we hear the same thing from guests that come up to our tailgate. They go, man, for a bunch of drunks, you guys sure are organized. <laughs> <laughs> so we had extra pins because we figured some uh, unfriendly guests would probably steal some of our bowling pins over the course of a long weekend. And we didn't want to bowl with us in 10, so we had extra extra pins. <laughs> of course. So we went to the same trunk where the bowling That's balls foresight. were locked up. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to, you, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no. I Having mean, fun takes a lot of work. You're not wrong. Um, so we put the, you know, got the other pins, set them up on the other side, and just started chucking the ball back and forth, and argued like a bunch of seven year old boys on the playground about rules. And that was, uh, you know, like I said, in two weeks it'll be 16 years. Saturday of Memorial Day weekend is Bowling's birthday. Awesome. So, uh, so we started doing that. So we started bringing it to Indy every year, and at home we would set it up. Uh, a couple of years later, they banned the mini bikes and all that stuff at Indy. So we didn't need, plus more people were coming to our tailgate. We didn't need those four in the middle to do the little evil Knievel smashing through the pins. And at home, we'd only use the end boards. We didn't need the middle. I set it all up and bolted together when you're just throwing a football over it. So uh, we, everywhere we set up in Detroit, at a Lions tailgate, opening day for the Tigers, Michigan, Michigan State tailgates, concerts, parks, people just ran to it, literally ran to us. What are you doing can we play? And we're all friendly. You're like, sure, come on in, get in line. 
And uh, after a few years, by year three at Indy, people were walking their 10 by, bringing their whole camps down to ours, walking their 10 by 10 tents down, dragging all the coolers, all their bag chairs, you know, locking up their crap at their camp and just hanging out in our space all day, bowling, waiting. And, you know, we had the one lane, so we took it apart, put the four middle boards, two on one side, two on the other, went to a local bowling alley in Speedway and bought 40 more pins, went to Myers, bought two more footballs, and then we had three lanes um, at Indy, and it was awesome. That is now we're awesome. turning and burning. We have the microphone, you know, people coming up with ridiculous names, team names. Just, just crazy, crazy, <laughs> you know. Okay, up next, uh, our couch pulls out, but we don't. You're on lane three. <laughs> yeah, then you see some guys from two camps That's over. A great you know, name. oh, here comes the West Virginia guys. That's us. <laughs> you know, but uh, so it just. Uh, it was, it's been a lot of fun, but after a couple of years, you know, it's, to me, it's like this, this is something, mm-hmm. you know, the, the interest is men, women, you don't have to be athletic at all. The uncoordinated beat the coordinated girls, beat the boys, kids beat their parents, people from outside of America beat Americans. <laughs> you know, we have something, uh, at our place that we call the uncle Rico effect. When people come into our place, you know, the, the former college, all high start. school football you know, you just football read, you the read their face they're just like where are they going to put the statue of me in this place I'm going to be <laughs> so awesome and then they lose all night to their mom because they throw <laughs> the ball harder in Chinese algebra and don't hit anything and mom's throwing wildly grenades and knocking pins down it's more like darts or golf than football you got to be accurate not uh-huh. manly so uh, so anyway uh, yeah so started dragging it around everywhere we could um Back my pickup, so, yeah, trying to rent them out to have graduation parties. And, uh, you know, we started asking some bars. Um, there was this, uh, it's a 100-year-old bar in Detroit, and it's, a, it's not a biker club, it's a biker bar, like all the different biker bikers. Not to pretend uh, executive bikers, but, you know, yeah. the Sons of Anarchy guys. You know, mm-hmm. that has, that, that's not us at all, but this was like Switzerland for bikers, and then there was like everybody else in this bar. It was a really, it's a really kooky place. But they have a big gravel backyard where it's supposed to be parking. So uh-huh. I went to the bikers that own it and say, look, I know you don't give a crap about games or anything like that, but I have a game. We'd like to, if you allow us to set it up in the back of your bar on Wednesday nights, I don't want anything other than the place to set it up. A bunch of people will come and buy a bunch of beer on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. And we set it up, and like the first night was like 50 people. Damn. And uh, we did it on Wednesdays throughout the summer. Bikers loved it. And we had a good time. We had a place to fall on Wednesdays. And, uh, you know, the weather started to turn, get into November. I mean, we'll fold, we, we fold year-round, our, like our core. Mm-hmm. I think our record was 40 below on a frozen lake, Super Bowl Jesus. Sunday. <laughs> it was 40 below wind chill, and we're falling on a frozen lake. Nobody won from one side. It was so windy. We fold <laughs> like six hours. Every victory was on with the wind to the back. But uh, so one of, our, one of my good buddies, uh, his father-in-law had an available uh, warehouse. So we moved that in. Uh, we we took five dollar donation at the door to cover the utilities, and same thing Wednesday nights we go to uh, we just called it the Troy Warehouse, Troy, Michigan, and uh, we would fall three lanes. Everybody come in, made a chalkboard, and would donate BYOB. And by midnight we were done. It's a school night, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got jobs, and that was that. It was a lot of fun. Had a, you know, had some tournaments. We started our first league, and. Uh, just kind of went from there. Summers, we'd go back to the uh, the Stone House Biker Bar, and 
coming up to winter two, the warehouse was sold. So now it's getting cold again, and we need a place to uh, to fold. We have people now, yeah, and that's not just us. We have people that love to fold on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at Craigslist in Detroit, and of course, you know, everyone knows Detroit's story. We're totally on the on the back on the comeback. Detroit's really awesome. Everyone, you should come up and visit. But uh, I got a fourteen thousand square foot warehouse in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in Detroit for 900 bucks a month. (laughs) Um, Seriously, it's like probably top three most dangerous zip codes in America. Um, I believe you. Yeah. (laughs) I've been up there. (laughs) So, uh, about my... I drove through a neighborhood and it was like, it wasn't, it was close to where your place is and I'm driving through it going, holy shit, this is unreal. Like abandoned houses, the real, the whole, the real deal. It Detroit's was... so giant. That's the thing. People don't realize how big it is. At one point, it was the third biggest uh, city in America. Oh, I didn't know And that. Uh, it was like two and a half million people. We're down to 700,000 now, but it's 138 square miles. All of Manhattan, San Francisco, and Boston will fit inside of Detroit. But Jeez. now we only have 700,000. And you'll fill it up. It's spread thin. The tax base is low, so the services are... You know, yeah. I mean, the big three a few years ago donated. Uh, they each donated. I think it was a hundred or two hundred vehicles because the police cars were the biggest hoopties on the road. <laughs> I'm serious. They were the biggest piece of crap. They you know, there's no money, you know. Yeah. So they donated uh, ambulance and all these police cars, and now things are on the up. It's 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 totally turned around so much in the last few, uh, few years. It's really kind of been pretty amazing. But uh, so anyway, I get this warehouse for like you know, fourteen thousand square feet yeah. for nothing, and it's like, oh man, I'm okay. I'm gonna charge ten dollars at the door. That means I need ninety people to come a month, and I'm like nervous, you know. Yeah. Not, not even, I don't even have. A, it's not a lease. It's like a handshake deal. Yeah, just give me <laughs> nine hundred a month, first of the month. Okay. And uh, it's a hundred year old lumber mill. We're on the second floor, big wood beams. It's a really kick ass place. Um, so like the first Saturday, um, like 125 people came. No shit. Yeah, and uh, it, not necessarily legal. I mean, it was it was ten bucks at the door. That's fine, but I allowed people to you know, BYO. Yeah, which uh, isn't necessarily legal in Michigan. It was weird. The, the The very first week I was open, the police came, but not like on a raid. They just saw cars pulling into the building. They didn't weren't used to seeing. Yeah. Cars pulling in. On. They were actually coming for it. It was a SWAT team. They, they have a they were rave coming. going on? Or? Right. They, they, they were looking yeah. for something like that. And they were coming from a raid. This was the SWAT team. They were they were like, just like the U.S. military, but, all, you know, the clothes are all black. They had their assault rifles, the helmets, all oh, that. Oh, I know what the SWAT team looks like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode one for those yeah. listening. <laughs> so uh, they came in. I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm like, yeah, just a nice boy from the suburbs. I'm not a gangster. So I walk up, I introduce myself. I says, is everything okay? You know, what is going on here? I explained, well, we're folding. We're throwing footballs at bowling pins and having a couple cold ones. The guy in charge, he's leaning on his assault rifle with his arms. He's, he's like, that's it? I said, yes, sir. He whacked me on the shoulder, said, have fun. <laughs> never saw the police again. Um, and we did. Um, we had a policy where people would come for the first time and uh, they would say, uh, wow, this is fun. We're going to tell everybody and i'd say please don't tell everybody <laughs> and they were, would be really confused like why don't you want me to tell everybody i said well did you have fun tonight yes everybody was nice right yeah that's why because we all know people who can't handle their booze or have a hot <laughs> temper or they're always causing trouble family and friends everybody's got you know you, yeah they're part of your crew but they still 
don't tell them. <laughs> Just tell. I, my line was tell people that only tell the people you'd invite to your mother's holiday dinner. <laughs> if they can't sit at your mom's holiday dinner table, don't tell them. And people got it. And it was all walks of life, all ages, and uh, never had any trouble. Two and a half years, no break-ins, no crime, no fights. It was great. Kind of built like this community of foalers. Mm-hmm. We kind of joke that it's not a sport, it's a lifestyle, like surfing. <laughs> you know, a bunch yeah. of like-minded people skateboarding and all that, you know, X Games style stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yes, it's competition and everything, but you watch those X Games and everyone's in competition, but at the end, they're... They're friends. Yeah. Their friends are all cool. You yeah. Know? with each other so that's the kind of vibe we're looking for it's fun you can't cheat in the game we haven't even explained the game no we should explain the game but we'll do that uh, next. Yeah. so uh did that for two and a half years uh i started looking a lot of people came up to me and i said well what my next step would be to get a another place where i can be legal get a get a liquor license be in a safer neighborhood and uh go for it and people well if you do that let me know i want to invest are you looking for investors? I said, oh, yeah. I, you know, I was working uh, for a commercial brick supplier. I had a great job for 20 years, but my last name's not Rockefeller. You know, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, you know, didn't have a lot of money. So I was looking for buildings. And once I rented this place, some other tenants came in to the, the first one. And one of them in Michigan has medical marijuana. And you're allowed to you know, grow your own pot. But people break the rules all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're allowed to grow. If you're a caregiver, the state gives you five patients. You can grow six plants for each patient. And if you're a patient yourself, you can grow six more for yourself. That's all you can have at one time. Well, they they grow that many little ones, medium ones, you know, all the way up. They, they, they do too much. And they sell to people that aren't supposed to. And they always get busted. Well, there was a guy in our building. And it just it smelled like Snoop, Dog, Snoop Dogg's apartment. <laughs> you know, once this guy moved in, the place it was just like, yeah. people are like, well, you can smoke pot in here? I'm like, no. <laughs> Like, someone growing pot in here? And I'd say no, but I'd be shaking my head yes, because no. You know, no. <laughs> and uh so they got raided and it was on the news. And that night uh everyone who didn't know the building was there who now thinks it's full of pot and they totally trashed the building and broke in. I mean, they took everything, you know, they they took the oxygen out of the air. You know, so I was already looking for a new place, so that I closed to put it on my Facebook, you know. I've been looking for space, but because of this other guy screwing it up uh we have to close you know the gig the jig is up yeah at that building but i am looking and uh i have a you know we'll let you know when we're folding so i was really looking hard then and i uh looked at all these places and uh, i found a place in hamtramck michigan which is uh i always described it, it's like speedway speedway is an enclave of mm-hmm. indianapolis hamtramck is an enclave of detroit if you're leaving hamtramck you're driving into detroit in all directions and it's traditionally a Polish town. It's kind of uh, the Archie Bunker neighborhood. Houses are one inch apart from each other. Two family units, first floor, second floor. And uh, traditionally Eastern Bloc and Polish, mostly Polish. Now it's everybody. It's 40% Muslim. And the Muslim breakdown, is it's like mostly people from Bangladesh. And, and then the rest are from Yemen. But then it's like all of the Eastern Bloc countries. There's people from everywhere there. I, uh, the school board told me 26 languages are spoken by the students in the high school wow how the hell do you teach yeah holy 20, shit 26 languages spoken by the That's students crazy. it's totally nuts but it's a really cool town you know it's so cool to see everybody i mean you see 
you see the you know the eastern black guys walking down the street in their track suits and then behind them <laughs> 10 feet is a big group of uh, muslim ladies and their full burkas and jihabs and everything and <laughs> then you see regular detroit dude and then you see the hipsters and the, you know the, the the lumber sexuals you know the, they're walking around and lumber sexual um everyone's there you know cool little mom and pop and kooky kooky stores and uh it's just a cool place they used to have it's it's two miles by one mile and it had 150 bars it had like the most bars per square mile per capita or whatever in in america it was yeah it's an all factory union town all the factories everybody gets off work and heads to the bar yeah and they go to their and the the family that owned the bar would live they would turn houses into bars they'd be in the (laughs) middle of the street you know the lower level was the bar the family lived upstairs but on either side is two family units up two feet away cool place so i found the place blah 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 and uh worked it out didn't ask my wife for i found the right building in hamtramck basically you found a great building i, found, I love that building yeah built in 1919 it was one of the world's first cv joint factories that's a velocity joint does it, well, I'm, I'm assuming it still has that nice grease smell I don't smell it anymore, and I mean, when you walked in, it smelled like a factory. When I first yeah. got there, it when was, I, the first time I walked yeah. in, I had, I, but so I grew up in an auto shop, so mm-hmm. that smell, yeah, like just it took me right back to my childhood. It was actually really neat. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it had all the wood blocks in the floor um, for like uh, the guys would stand working at the machines. Mm-hmm. Um, they were creosoted, and so who knows what was in? Yeah, we got rid of all those. <laughs> we ground the goo on the floor at some areas was like two inches thick. He couldn't grind it. It would just melt, smear all over the place. It was. We ended up having a scarifier. It was like cutting the grass. He uh-huh. set the blade to barely hit the concrete down below and do a couple passes. You know, mask up and wear a Tyvek, and then sweep it up, put it in a hefty bag that you know, two scoops, and it weighs fifty pounds. <laughs> it was a nightmare. The floor was a nightmare, uh, but it's a cool place. It's got a sawtooth roof and all these skylights, and it's. 34,000 square feet of a 90,000. We're actually expanding right now to 55,000. 10 more lanes, third bar. That's awesome. That's so cool. We're going to need another unit. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, uh, and it's just, it, you know, once we finally opened, it took 14 months to get open. I called everybody on my list that said they wanted to invest. I signed the lease without asking my wife's permission. <laughs> my wife's very cautious. She would have said no. My wife's awesome. She's the best. But she would have said no. Yeah. And then I have to respect have that. Then I have to respect that. Yeah. But if so, she doesn't say no, you don't have to respect well, that. Well, everyone knows that saying. Yeah. Better, you know, the forgiveness, yeah. you know, permission, yeah. all that crap. Absolutely. So, so I went ahead and signed the lease. Uh, it's five-digit rent, five-year lease, and, uh, you know, the guarantee, all that, all that stuff. We got $1,200 in the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the first month, of course, is a month and a half. So before I, I called... Um, a lovely and talented wife. I called everybody on my "Hey, I want to invest" list and uh, picked up enough uh, commitment for the first two months. Then I called. Then I called Doni, <laughs> and uh, she didn't freak out. She, I think she was scared. I think it was more of a oh, quiet, yeah. quiet panic. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so anyway, so now, now we have sixty days. We can cover the first two months. We have sixty days, and uh, our good friend Laura, who was a day one folder, she was there the day it happened. Uh, she's way up high at the time. Now she's you know obviously full time Fuller, but uh, she was with high, Chrysler and then off with a big advertising firm, marketing. Mm-hmm. When she got her master's degree, her master's paper was a marketing plan for Foley, our game. That's awesome. So we took her master's paper and tweaked it into a business plan, 
and then my brother-in-law, uh, my sister and brother-in-law live in New Jersey. He's a big uh, investment uh, business guy, very very bright. Yeah. And uh, so we were bouncing investment off him. Investment business guys usually are. Yeah, he's he's pretty sharp, <laughs> kind of Ginsu sharp. But uh, so yeah, oh, well, you know, get rid of this, put this down here, clean that section up, move this down to the bottom. And we only went back and forth two or three times, and then he's like, "Oh, this is good. Now I can show my guys." Now my sister Annie and Rosman Rob had been foaling in their neighborhood in New Jersey for ten years. They had uh, he's a Spartan grad, Michigan State. So every year on the Michigan Michigan State football game. They're in New Jersey. They're not going home. So they'd have garage gate. No kids allowed. Uh, they had a fulling tournament, live bands, you know, the, the big parent blowout for the neighborhood. So everyone in the neighborhood knew about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, nice high rent district. So the next day he called and said, we're good. We're, we're, we're fully funded for what we needed. Yeah. It, um, and we got started. That was a big, big pressure, big sigh of relief. But then, uh, you know. Yeah, spend it right and all that stuff. And I'm a total rookie. I was. I. I it's funny. Uh, Rob actually had to call me one day, and uh, he he called it the "Come to Jesus" phone call. I was afraid of the money. Yeah, it's in the bank, but I'm afraid. You know, I'm trying. I came out of construction. I How much money was in the bank? Uh, it, Laura always wants me to keep that stuff on the download. It was. It was six figures. It was a. It was a nice. A nice six figure number. <laughs> Uh, but I'm afraid of it. Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Got it. Got it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, he was like, "Look, spend the money. That's what's there for." You know, I had all my construction buddies, and they could work. You know, volunteer. They yeah. were happy to do it, but they have the you know they, their schedule wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. It was taking too much time. It's like, no, hi, you gotta look. Your buddies are great, but. Hire that out, hire that out, hire out, and do it tomorrow. You know, you need yeah. to spend the money. That's what's there for. Like, okay. And I'm fine now, but I was just, you know, I've never done this before. Oh, I get it. You know, it's yeah. like, you, you, it's all the, you know, it's a, in my mind, all the, you know, responsibility of all this money for all these people that are, you know, it's, it was scary. Yeah. You know? No, it's very scary. It's incredibly intimidating and it's, it's, takes a lot of fucking balls. I mean, it really does. Well, I, just, I told Noni, my wife, I'm like, look, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? There's like three things that could happen. It totally does nothing. We totally fail. Um, she was a retail manager, and I worked for the you know uh, commercial construction supplier. Mm-hmm. If everything fails, file bankruptcy. We're not lazy. We're not gonna lay around on a couch waiting for a check. You know, you'll have a retail job in a week, and I'll be back in what I was doing in a week. Exactly. It'll be you know crappy for a minute, but we'll be fine. We're not dead. It wouldn't be bad at all. So. Uh, Second, it's okay in Detroit. It's our store where, you know, people are like, oh, if you go to Detroit, you got to try that thing they have there. Or it blows up huge, and that's fine, too. But uh, I go, it'll be one of those three things. So let's just go for it. It's better than not going for it, totally turtling, and having someone take the idea, do it, be successful, and then I'm Clint Eastwood and, you know, get off my lawn. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm old and bitter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you got to go for it. You got to go for it. You have to go for it. One of my guests, like six months ago, I wish I'd heard this a long time ago. He said this pun. It was really funny, but it's so true. He's like, if you don't put your neck on the chopping block, you'll never get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's terrible. But yeah, I, like I laughed. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd heard that a long time ago. That would have helped. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So you're open. 
Yeah, we haven't even explained the game yet. No, we have to keep going. You're not, you're not even done telling the story of where you are now. Well, we're in Hamtramck's. We get this building, and it's, it's you know, it's just right from the get-go. All the people that have been playing at the old places and the bar and in the parks and everything, they're chomping at the bit because they went from guaranteed once a week to then the one in Detroit. I ended up opening seven days well, a week. Well, what's really funny is you accidentally built this culture, which in turn made your business business successful. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it, it had to be, you know, if it was a rough neck place and I allowed anything go. Yeah, no, I know. That, it it would, really tremendous. You know, you, you have to. I shouldn't have used the word accident, but. Well, he's following the concept that I often uh, basically label myself as. It's the Maxwell Smart Theory. You just sort of back your way into success. <laughs> back your way into something yeah um yeah i know that's a 50s reference or whatever but still I, it, it. It, I love get smart i don't know we we have a <laughs> we have a unpainted two by four over our front door we have a vestibule you come in the inside and then there's a little vestibule then you come into the uh warehouse but over that that second door is an unpainted two by four and painted on it is just the term no knuckleheads and uh, I always joke, I'd, I'd like it to say no douchebags, <laughs> but we are family friendly on the weekends. And I don't need an eight-year-old asking mom what a douchebag is and having her have to admit it's Uncle Jerry, you know. <laughs> so Uncle Jerry's a douchebag, Timmy. <laughs> we have an Uncle Jerry that's a douchebag. So that's perfect. Good name. Everybody has that uncle. Yeah. Sorry, Jerry's of the world. <laughs> Sometimes I say Steve or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's Jerry's today. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so it's just it's fun. You can't cheat, and we'll get into how we play. But it's impo- you can't cheat. There's no cheating, you know. Yeah. So that you can't. It's the only people that really get mad are the straight up bros. I've seen people get mad. The like, bros silly get mad. mad. It's like, come on, man, what? what? You know, <laughs> what? they're they're losing to these cute little girls four yeah. or five games in a row. It just you know melts their You're just tiny little brains. Look like a bigger douchebag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I, I try to give people advice on how to play. If I walk up to the ladies, ladies, would you like some tips? Yes, please. All I can get, you know, and they listen and they're, co- and they do exactly what you tell them right away. Like the ladies are, the women are so coachable. They just listen. Maybe want- we should explain the game since you're, yeah, right. yeah, we'll just segue into that. And then we so go back to the story. We kind of went back to where we, you know, we had the two <laughs> sets of pins at Indy and we're throwing the football back and forth. So basically there's a team on one side. The, there's two platforms. The platforms are eight feet long. They're 42 inches wide, which is the same as a bowling lane. And it's just uh, plywood framed with two-by-fours with some cross supports, the real bowling pins and the really real bowling pin layout. And from the back of the board to the back of the board is 48 feet. A real bowling alley is 60, but plywood doesn't work out to 60, and we were lazy, and we made it 48. And Fair enough. If it would have been 60, it wouldn't work yeah. too far. So that was dumb luck. But uh, my favorite kind. So uh, the men have to throw from behind the boards. Ladies are allowed to throw up to the front of the board on either side, but not on the board. You can throw the football any way you want, overhand, underhand. It can bounce. It can roll. You can't kick the ball. Uh, And the object of the game is to knock down your opponent's 10 pins before they knock down your 10 pins, throwing the one ball back and forth. Your player one, their player one, your player two, their player two, et cetera. Rinse, repeat. Um... There's no defense. This is the 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 beer pong bros. They just can't get over it. They argue with me so hard about the rules. I try to explain to them that I wrote the rules. Uh, yeah, yeah my, my buddies and I, we wrote these rules. Yeah, they're, they're uh, written. These are the rules. These, these, these you, 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 and they just don't want to get it. But, but in beer pong, bro, after it bounces, you can play defense. 
And I finally just have to say, but bro, there's no touchdowns in baseball. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, man? Uh, they're different games, genius. You know, <laughs> it's a different game. You can't play, play catching the ball. That's called catch. <laughs> Not the catch warehouse or the folding warehouse. Catch warehouse would be boring. Yeah, it, it would um, be stupid. Yes, it would be stupid. So uh, so basically, you're throwing the ball back and forth. Says the guy that came up with the game that's throwing a ball at bowling pins. By accident. By accident. It's the dumbest, best idea ever. It's so So great. many people come in, they're like, you know, we heard about where we were going, and I was like, ah, whatever, and everything. Like, I'm one of those people. I'm like, this, this is the greatest thing silly. ever. And it was, it was 10 seconds, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. We've had so many athletes in. We've had... Uh, you know, Minnesota, Central Michigan, Boston College, Maryland football teams. That's uh, with the Quick Lane Bowl, which is the Ford Field Bowl game. Uh, we've had the Lions come in full team last year. Training uh, That's awesome. Uh, training camp, they came in. And uh, it's just funny watching these guys because they're athletes. And they're nice guys too, but they still kind of too, really cool. Yeah. Know, they're walking in, rolling, hey, welcome to Flying Warehouse. They got the headphones on, so they kind of just walk right by you. Yeah, oh, yeah, what's up, man? Two, and they don't know what falling is. They fall for two hours. Now they're leaving. Hey, man, great place. I'm going to bring my... Uh, <laughs> this was awesome. You know, and I'm, oh, yeah, headphones are off. Now, now, now it's handshakes and smiles, which is nice. It fun. sounds like uh, when I was working sports radio, uh, I was a producer, so I would often have to call them up, and I'd be like, all right, uh, getting ready to get you on. Uh, JMV will take you here in a minute, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> treat me like crap and then as soon as jmv open, hey what's up jmv you know yeah. like best friends and yeah that's how oh, it goes again what, what's how it goes not all of them i mean we have uh we, yeah, have, we shouldn't stereotype so hard we we have uh <laughs> the nice thing for the uh, football players is uh i'm just saying that because i'm you, so unathletic yeah. it's not even funny if you're not the superstar on the team <laughs> you're wearing a uniform and shoulder pads and a helmet you can walk into a place and people won't recognize you yeah. nba player walks in you stand out because first of all you're a thousand feet tall and mm-hmm. you're wearing a tank top and shorts everybody knows what you looks like <laughs> right what you look like yeah so like baseball players and uh, basketball players are a little easier to pick out than the uh hockey and uh football guys because they're all suited up in their armor yeah i would have but uh but it's funny watching these guys struggle <laughs> it's really i mean we, we've had two nfl quarterbacks full and one's the best full i've ever seen in my life and one struggled very badly, and it was just because he was throwing too hard. But I'm not going to go tell him to throw. You know, you can I go can. give him the pointers. Be I'm like, not, hey, you want some? Uh, you want hey, some pointers? There? I'm a fan of this person. <laughs> he was frustrated, but I'm not going to walk up to Matt Stafford and tell him to throw softer. <laughs> he was throwing so hard. I mean, he he can throw the ball like Farvian. You know, yeah. is that a term? Not sure. Works for me. Okay, that's a dick pick related thing, right? Yeah. I have no idea what you're oh, talking about. <laughs> I think we've covered his dick before on the show. I said I'd rather be a Greg Oden than a uh, Brett Favre. I would never cover it. Show it to everyone. Yeah. Well, no, but his his was unimpressive. Greg Oden, on the other hand, show that fucking thing everywhere. <laughs> it was a joke. I, mean, I know. It was a terrible sorry. joke. Yeah. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, me too. Like I, t- I tell the guys, don't. I try to tell people to pretend you're throwing to a seven-year-old kid. Don't throw it in there like a rocket. You're throwing to a seven-year-old kid. They're afraid of the ball. Their arms are out. Their eyes are closed. You toss it to a seven-year-old. You don't Brett Favre it into their heart, you know? Unless you're Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everyone always says that, too. Like, you know, that's a crappy every, every time I say that, I hear that. 
And then everybody uh, comes in and goes, oh, these are underinflated. Was Tom Brady in here? <laughs> oh, boy. oh, that's so funny. I haven't heard that before. Can I apologize yeah, I every night? Can I apologize to the football world for that? By the way, <laughs> and he's a Wolverine. I could care less. I'm Spartan, so I don't. Yeah, you know, I got to keep hearing it. It's like I know Tom Brady, <laughs> the best supermodel quarterback ever. He is so handsome. <laughs> he's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, but Scott Mitchell, remember Scott Mitchell? Start no Lions quarterback back in the nineties. He. Uh, he played well, but he was also run out of town by the fans. It was one of those things where the the two most popular athletes in Detroit every year are the backup quarterback and the backup goalie. Yeah, yeah, because you know it's always you know greener pastures oh, on the other side of the fence. You know, yeah. I don't follow sports if you're okay. picking up on that. Well, yeah, the, the backup goalie and quarterback are always. Although Stafford's been doing great, it's just he has to run for you know the last few years. They're getting better. The lines are getting better. The you know the line. You're supposed to have a five-step drop, and you're running for your life after three st- steps. That's a what I call a broken play. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, they snap the ball, and they run back, and then yeah. they throw it. You know, it's a, it's a play. They practice. You know, right. It's like you're supposed to go one, two, three, four, five, then throw the ball. Got but it. If you're on number three, and you've already got these gigantuan people <laughs> chasing you, wanting to rip your head off, it's a broken play. Yeah. Okay, you're running I'm for you. your life. <laughs> basically what the Colts have been dealing with the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Scott Mitchell was uh, absolutely insane how good he was. Um, I walked up and I'm like, man, he was the first pro quarterback ever to play the game. And I'm like, man, I've been waiting for, you know, you're retired, but still, I've been waiting for a pro to play. He's like, yeah, this is fun. You just got to hit him in the stripes, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. he was so nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, just got to uh, hit him in the stripes. It, it was a Lions alumni thing. It was like a homecoming. Yeah. They had homecoming at the, the Bears game the next day at, at Ford Field. So a lot of the older uh, retired uh, Lions were there, which was a lot of fun to meet some guys that I used to root for as a kid, you know, that's so cool. It was really, it was really, really neat. And then, so I partnered up with Mitchell and we're playing all these other old lions. Well, they're not all old, but retired. Yeah. I do. And I'm a, I played center. I'm a offensive lineman, but I've been falling longer than most people. So I'm pretty good. Mm -hmm. And Scott Mitchell's, you have been falling longer than everyone. Well, there's a group of us. (laughs) I have fold the most. I I, I can say that because I've been the one dragging them around for, yeah. 15 years. <laughs> but uh, so we just literally kicked the crap out of everybody. It wasn't even close to being fair. Every game was like two, three, four throws. Bing, bang, boom. Good game, fellas. So, you know. Two, three, four yeah. throws? Yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, just. <laughs> Dude, my match is, is it a match? A game. A game? Yeah. My games last like. Half hour? Oh, my God. My <laughs> the last arm minute. hurts so bad. Folitis. Folitis. I have folitis <laughs> the next day. I yeah. woke up from after the first night of foaling, and I'm like, good God. I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah. People yeah. people don't understand. People totally ripped, in shape, workout, crazy people will come the second time and go, I could barely lift my arm. Yeah. It's different. It's muscles it's, you don't it's muscles use. muscles you haven't been, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to be a quarterback that's good at throwing at uh, the ground. You know, like <laughs> Joey Harrington. Lost <laughs> reference. Okay. There'll be people That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Some, somebody listening, some, some, some of them will laugh. They'll <laughs> yeah, get it. Good. He's a very nice guy and a great piano player. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so the game of falling, you just keep throwing back and forth. There's no defense. You clear the pins. Isn't there something that will... Isn't there something that wins the game? Well, yeah. Like people think uh, the Uncle Rico effect, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, the guys think they're going to come in and throw like ten strikes. Um, our first year open, 
at the warehouse. We have 20 lanes at my uh, place in Amtramic, and we're expanding right now to 30 lanes. Um, we had 85 strikes the first year, and there was well over 250,000 games played. 250,000? The first year, yeah. Well Some over. And I just, I just used the weekend reservations to do my math, so it was, it was more. It was yeah. probably 350. 85 strikes. Um, as I explain the rules to new groups, you know, every group we have reservations, come out, you explain uh, the rules. They're unicorns and unicycles. You know, you don't see them very often. Um, Are you allowed to start? Why, why wouldn't you be? You should. Maybe you already do. Do you have like a put a dollar in the jar? Well, strikes, uh, what we do, well, we, you know what we have. We, we, we have the reward. Uh, we have a shot, another shot, you can win the game on one throw. And it happened by accident one time, and we all looked at it, we're like, it blew us away. Like, how did that happen? That ha- that's yeah, something. which one is that? I'm just yeah, we call it a bonk, B-O-N-K. Yeah. And uh, it's like sinking the eight ball on the break. Uh, every single player has their first throw of the game individually. A team can be up to four people. So it could, but it doesn't have to be four on four. It could be four versus two, whatever your, your team wants to. You just have to rotate through your players, your throws. So every single, if it's four on four, there's eight first throws. If all 10 pins are standing for you on your first throw and you throw and you knock the five pin, which is the middle one, and only the five pin completely off the board, leaving the other nine standing in the empty triangle, that's a bonk. You win the game. It's like sinking the eight ball on the break. And I'll show the group and I'll use my hand and I'll smack the pin out. That's impossible. We average 60 bonks a month. Uh, men, women, children. We do all these corporate parties. We have people from outside of America all the time, you know, every, all worldwide. That's crazy. Germany, Japan, Australia, England, you know, Mexico. So bonk yeah. is more common than a strike. We average like 60. By a months. lot. By a lot. Yeah. Um, so if you get a bonk or a strike, we have a monthly chalkboard. A statistics person would be just. I love stats. Yeah. yeah. Are the, the, we have leagues and the league stats are fantastic. But uh, the, we have a bonk board, a monthly bonk board. So if you get a bonk or a strike, in the upper corner, we keep track of strikes for the year. We're in year three. We're five months in to year three, and we're at 47. Uh, oh, no, the first year we only had uh, 46 strikes. Last year we had 85. Now we're at 47, five months in. So we're ahead of pace again. But uh, so you get to come up to this chalkboard. You tell any staff member. We bring you up. It's at the edge of the bar. Are people getting better or are more people playing? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Okay, fair. Um, so you get to autograph the uh, monthly bonk board. On the board, we have a handle they can pull when we tell them. And right above the main bar, we have a real uh, Great Lakes freighter horn. It's not out of J.C. Whitney. It's a $6,000 freighter horn off a of Great Lakes freighter inside. It's the same thing the hockey teams use, the NHL teams, when yeah. they score a goal. It's, it's a freighter horn. It's loud so as they get fuck. To pull, it, it, is, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is loud as fuck. It is correct. You feel it. You can feel yeah. it. So, uh, my, uh, where, where, <laughs> uh, the sign company I used to work for, my uh, boss wanted to put a freighter horn on the Kenworth boom truck, mm-hmm. and he started doing the math on the air usage, and it would would have depleted the tanks and locked up the air brakes yeah, had you if you ever hit the the horn. So mm-hmm. we had to get away from that, but it would have been cool. Yeah, we have a, we have a compressor just for the horn. Nice. <laughs> so uh, it's awesome. Uh, so they get to honk their bonk. So. <laughs> We uh, they they autograph the board. There's so much heart in what you do, we, man. It's we, so we, we show them how to pull the handle because uh, the bros will try to rip it off the wall. You don't have to kill it, man. You just got to pull it till it stops. It'll be loud. Just pull it till it stops. They still go, you know. So uh, we have a little dummy valve too to keep dummies from just pulling it because I want it to, uh, <laughs> which happens. They're always out there. It's not working. Yeah. yeah. 
We have a dummy valve. I'm the drunk guy that would do that. <laughs> so uh, we whistle to warn everybody because it's right above the main bar and there's people, you know, never fails. It's always mom and aunt somebody and, uh, you know, uh, uh, some older folks, you know, getting some more drinks and uh, the horn's 10 feet above their head. They pull the handle, honk their bonk, and uh, literally, when I explain it to the people, I'm like, you'll hear someone whistle, but on a busy Saturday night, there might be 600 people in there. And it's loud. It might be a band playing, and there's just the 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 racket that is foaling. You know, when you've got yeah. 20 lanes going, uh, I've been joking. The favorite vowel of foaling is O, because that's all we hear all day long. Oh, <laughs> big shots, crazy <laughs> shots. Um, so all of a sudden, the horn just goes off. You don't hear the whistle over the racket, and you, it's everybody just it's, the, a whole the, room just is like. Goof. They just duck and you know, what you know, people? What was that? <laughs> it's so awesome! I love it so much. It's awesome. Oh, it's so great. So, uh, <laughs> but they they happen. It's uh, you're never out of it in fulling too. That's the thing. You know, the other team. Let's say it was a four on four situation, mm-hmm. and there are four people have all thrown, and they only have one pin left standing. And your first three have thrown and have all airballed, and now your last person goes up there throws a bonk. You win. That's awesome. You know, and it happens. And uh, the other fun thing is once the game starts, your pins are alive. There's no separation between the lanes. They're six and a half feet, feet apart. So once your game starts, your pins are alive. There's no defense on your ball. But once your game starts, the ball can come from another lane, four lanes over, hit your pins. It counts. Has anybody bonked from another lane? Uh, twice in league, we, we call because when a ball comes from another lane and hits your pins down, that's collateral damage. Twice in league, we've had collateral bonks. Yes, and the first time it happened, it brought league to a halt because we had to figure out: is it what are you going to do? Bonk? Is it is it a bonk? It should be right. Well, it was. Well, we came up. Well, what if there was only one pin left, and the ball came over and knocked it over? It'd be a it, the game would be over. If all ten pins were there and a ball came over and knocked down all ten, the game would be over. It was this person's. If they were on, if the game next to you was on their first throw, yeah. the guy who's about to throw is on his first, and the ball comes over and knocks his five, it's happened twice. It's so crazy. it has to be the guy's first throw. Yeah. If you bonk on any other throw than your first throw, we call it a very annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> it also has to be off the board. Sometimes it's your first throw and you hit the five pin down, but it stays on the, on the board. That's also a very annoying one. Huh. That happens. People oh, come up, I got a bonk, I got a bonk, I got a bonk. I go right there on lane four. Like, yeah, I'm going to go, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. So, so things are going good. It's been amazing. Uh, this uh, That's so fucking unusual. It's, well, it's fun. We're... The game is just fun. Anybody, the fact that Everything anybody a, so can do it. So what you're doing has, you just, you have so much heart. It's so great. I just love it. It just it it, it, it throws a pallet on my fire. You know what I mean? Like it's great. Well, it's just everyone's having so much fun. I love talking to people. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just from my family. We all have the <laughs> gift for gab. You know, like a holiday meal on my side of the family. But sometimes my wife's like, "Whew, <laughs> it's getting late." <laughs> We're like, "Blah blah 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 blah." You know? That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's just been, we do corporate parties. We have uh, like 180 beers uh, available. We don't do any glass. 
for obvious reason with yeah, the football. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, the first rule we ever wrote down on paper was if you're not drinking, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have the beer in your hand while you're throwing, but uh, yeah. It's got to be close. It's uh, got to be in the proximity. At the indie tournament, which we call Super Full, Super Full Saturday, uh, there'll be teams that, you know, they'll be out there that have bottles of water, and I mean, the crowd will turn on them in a second. <laughs> I'm running up to our team. Oh, they're cheating. Lane five. They're cheating. They're not drinking. They got water. <laughs> lane five. Lane five. We have a violation. You're drinking water. That better be vodka. You know? <laughs> Do they switch to vodka? No. They have some of the you know, people, strangers will walk up and hand them beers. They'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, we got beers. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but, yeah, uh, for sure. And then we have your wonderful bottoms up. You do. Um, the you first time I saw that up. was in Yo, Canada. I, was I, did, say, I didn't know you. Where did you see bottoms up? Uh, my wife won some tickets. Of course, Detroit is the only place in America you can look south into Canada in the lower 48. That is true, and it always blows my mind. Yeah, the little Canada's little flippy thing comes under yeah. Windsor. Uh, so, uh, Canadian radio station, um, she won some tickets to see uh, Soundgarden in London, Ontario, which is about an hour and 20 minute drive from Detroit. Lucky. The London Knights. Minor Isn't league. Soundgarden going to be here soon? Uh, they were here last night, I believe. Son of a, a bitch. Bar. We should have went. I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. well, I and it, it sucks like. because I I I've seen Soundgarden a few times uh, over the course of my radio career, and he's been hit and miss with his voice at points. But apparently, no, last night he was spot on, perfect. See if they're coming to Detroit, you got your uh, oh yeah, I'll little find Google out. machine working. Yeah, Google that shit up. See see if they've been to see it because I'm in Groundhog Day. You know, business yeah. owner, Groundhog Day. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know what day it was earlier today. I actually people, had to ask. People are like, are you oh, going to be there next Wednesday? Down. I'm like, I'm always there. <laughs> When's your next day? I, I, I show up at noon on my days off. Well, there you go. Fox <laughs> Theater, Wednesday, May 17th. So you May guys 17th. are still going. May 17th. There you go. Next week. Let's see if I can make that. Looks like you'll be getting some volitis. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they playing? Fox, Fox Theater. Theater. Fox Theater. Yep. Oh, fancy. Google the Fox. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Audio Slave. I love Audio Slave. Oh, yeah. I love Soundgarden. Just Chris Cornell. Fantastic. Oh, it was fun. I mean, we've I've gotten to talk to him a couple times. He's been in the green room and great guy. It sucked that his voice was kind of shaky one night. The other night it was fine. Um, but yeah, apparently last night, pristine. So, That's Where did great. he play? Old National? Uh, I can't remember where. It might have been Old National. Huh. Damn it. I was meaning to ask Nikki about tickets, and then I've well, back when I was in radio, I went to everything. Now I kind of forget that things exist in the uh, in the concert world because it's so expensive. And you're trying to build it, a business, you don't have money to pay for tickets. I just work. I don't know what's going on. I, I know, know, right? It is. People are. Did you hear what yeah. Trump did? I'm like, no, I fucking didn't. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I did not hear that. <laughs> this is a few weeks ago. I was talking to a corporate party, and it was a higher up group. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I sort of like today is uh, I. I was talking I, I like three times I, I said it was like Wednesday and uh, they were like it's Monday <laughs> uh, oh well I'm always here working hard sorry about that <laughs> it's like, uh, I relate with it so much calendars are for days off yeah if it weren't for the fact that uh, you know I've been living with kids for the past six years uh, since my girlfriend has them um, I wouldn't know what day it was. Yeah, you have a school schedule. I know that it was summer. Yeah, no, I have no on. clue what's going on. No, I think we're about we gotta, to. Blow we have to this come keg. up with a cooling loop that runs when the dispenser is off or the 
fridge is off. I know it's the beautiful thing about the bottoms up yeah, system. We got to turn the fridge off in order to do the mics, so we don't get the uh, background noise. We just need to move the fridge into the next room. I know, right? And then hook a power pack, glycol power pack, to it. There we go. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, upgrades, incremental improvements. We're we're getting better. Anyway, so. Yeah, I have so a I have a cold uh, uh, six barrel right here. Yeah, if we want we used right. to run out of beer on the regular. Wouldn't it? Now we don't because he's got a backup. Plus, I haven't been here as much. I was so. I was going to bring one. You're bringing a whole. You're going to bring. I, a I whole was going to bring a six barrel. Yeah. Why didn't you? Why didn't? Well, uh, I ordered. A, it's funny. I, I, I my manager ordered the beer. We we discussed it all, but he man <clears throat> orders the beer, and uh, one of the reps came in and uh, asked if I'd help him out. You know, sometimes there's some. They're looking to move. Yeah. And uh Oh, we can we can kill that. Huh? So well, we can we can well, what what kind what are we drinking? Oh you said it was uh from Merritt Muncie. Uh, Wabash. Muncie Wabash. Wabash. Juicy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's because you shook up what was left in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Wabash Brewing Company, Juicy Mutt. So this will be the Eric good. Blacks from Scarlet Light. So I bought like six kegs that my manager didn't know about so I told him about him said oh man we're kind of bad we were saying no don't order any more kegs for like two weeks because we've ordered so much there's so much good stuff coming out and we're you know we're in Michigan where there's you know yeah. amazing breweries everywhere so uh, I said well I'll just I'll buy them I'll take them to Indy I'll take one with me tomorrow and uh, so he looked it up and he goes oh 98% rating let's, let's tap that one I said okay tap them so daddy did good Nice. That's awesome. So I completely hijacked the story with my love of Soundgarden. That's um, okay. So we, so we go to London, Ontario. We make it a date weekend because yeah. we have to drive like an hour and 20 minutes. We're not going to try to come across the border. Uh, Bin Laden made going to Canada A tough. real bitch. It used to be. I mean, living, living in Detroit, on airplanes. drinking age is 19 in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it was like when you turn 19, when you grew up in Detroit, when you turn 19, the weekends you just went to Windsor. Makes sense. And it was pre-9-11. I was, I mean, I was 19 in the uh, 80s. Um, so, yeah, that was the thing. You just go over to Windsor, and that was fine. You come back, where, you, where were you guys? We were at Mother's Pizza. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and come home. But now it's totally different. Uh, and it's good. They're tough at the border, and that's good, because it's coming back in. Yeah. Americans are still tough, and that's fine. But it's still, you know, it is cut down on us going over, because it is kind of a pain. But uh, so we went to London. We had a nice room, a couple nights. The Labatt Brewery's there. I'm trying to keep it quiet, but no, you're fine. It just make all the noise. I mean, we fucked the show up. There we go. Ten beer is never already. bothering. The beer never bothers me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so we go to a, a beer stand. We each order two stadium beers and you know, regular taps. So we're both double fist, and we're going to go to our seats. And as we're walking through the concourse, I look over and I see a beer filling from the bottom, and I. I froze like a bird dog on point, you know? <laughs> I was like, what kind of wizards do they have in Canada? <laughs> Did Bob and Doug McKenzie come up with this? You know, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So we got and we have four beers, two of us. My wife and I, we have four beers. We get in, in line. Now I'm like, I'm pounding, I'm pounding, I'm pounding my beers right, beer. so, so I can buy another one uh, from the magic beer system. And I asked him what it was called. <laughs> How many beers did you have before we got here? I know, right? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So they told me the name. And I. Active. It's been sitting for a while. 
and I downloaded it into my brain. Nice. And then uh, we've got a giant beer mess on the floor over here. It's pretty funny. I'm on the I'm on the dry side. So it was in my head the whole time, and then it was really funny because uh, it was like two years later. I'm on top of the bus at Indy, putting up my folding sign. We have you know the school bus, uh-huh. and I put up the full letters. I wanted to look like an old bowling alley. So I have a buddy who was a light director for a big theater in downtown Detroit. So he got me the the unit so the the sign would go F. O W L I N G. That's awesome. Bowling, bowling. F. Oh, all all weekend. So I'm up there putting the letter boxes up on top of the bus, and someone yells, "Hey, there's some people up here from a beer system guy wants to talk to you." At the, yeah, at the tiki bar. It was you and and Orin and Dan. You were came by the tiki bar like a number of years ago. Was it me? It was, it was you and a couple other guys. We talked. Uh, it was. Remember, it was in lot one A during. Indie weekend. I vaguely don't remember any of that. That's okay. It was lot one A. A lot of things are forgotten yeah, there. <laughs> if you remember, you did it wrong. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you're right. All you need to do on Indie weekend is remember who won the race. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who won last year. Uh, the rookie. Oh yeah, yeah. Rossi. Yeah, I remember it was a rookie. Don't remember his name. <laughs> the Napa '98, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, I know exactly. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who you are. I said, I know exactly who they are. So I said, <laughs> so I'll be right down. I was almost done, so I came down and we talked. I said, um, he's like, if you should do it, you were like, you should do a bar, or you should have bottoms up on our tiki bar. And I'm like, well, I'm opening a bar in Detroit. We did. I said, well, we exchange stuff, and when it was time to order it, I ordered it. And you guys came up on our. Uh, our grand opening. We had our soft opening. And that was guys, so much fun. It was. It was fun. It was a. It was a shit show. Yeah. yeah every I Saturday was night. So sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sideways. That was so much fun. Yeah. Band, you know, weekends we have live music, big stage. Yeah. I think somebody bands. gave me a brownie. <laughs> yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was. Uh, I had a great time. A really great time. Well. We just want to be good hosts. Yeah, you were a great host. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I need to come back. It's been far too long. I think yeah. I remember uh, Dawn, the bartender I was talking about earlier, uh, her cousin Dawn. I think she uh, dragged you out of the ladies' room twice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That happened. Yeah. Won't disclose why I was in there. <laughs> Got mixed up. I was... Yeah, uh, you had to uh, sit down. It was the, ba- the bathroom signs. Uh, they were very confusing. It was a new opening... I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't clearly defined. There's I was. Two, there's two. Bowling, there's two bowling pins on brass plaques. One has a top hat. One has big, big boobs. You know, you got confused. I got confused. It's a new age. It's totally illegal now. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> yep. Um, moving on. Moving on. Don't look at that. Um, Nothing to yeah. see. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the lady sign. Yeah. Um, so now what? So now we're... Uh, you have a thriving business. You're three-ish years we're, in. We're in our third year. Uh, we have a building in Grand Rapids we're working on right now. Grand Rapids, Michigan, on the other side of the state. Home of Great many, place. many wonderful breweries. Um, mm-hmm. Right and, next to Holland. And we're expanding in our new building. Our, or in our building, our first building, the one in Hamtramck. We, uh, this, it's an, like I said, it's an old factory. And it's ninety thousand square feet. It's, it, everybody that is even remotely close or not close needs to drive to this place and see it because it is fucking awesome. It's awesome. It's just really, really fucking cool. Well, come on up uh, 
for a Pacers game or, uh, you know, there's plenty of Pacers-Pistons games. Uh, come up for anything. Come up to yeah. full. Come up to the Detroit Grand Prix the weekend after Indy. Come up everybody's to, got all that go energy. Just go to full. It's yeah, worth come it. Full. It's yeah. seriously just we do worth actually the trip have, to do that. Uh, this was a couple months ago. There was a couple, uh, a couple couples, young 20s from Cleveland. They came in, uh, uh, I think, to see the Cavaliers play the Pistons. And uh, then they, they came falling. And the nice thing is that uh, with the internet and everything, and the internet's been very nice to us, the, the thrillists and the mashables and mm-hmm. the, all these sporting things, they, they've done things on us. So then people are like, oh, we've even gotten Wall Street Journal coverage. I mean, I like to joke about that. If, if we went back to uh, my senior year in high school and we got all of us together and said, who's going to be the first person on the front page of Wall Street sure Journal? wouldn't be fucking I don't you. think I'd get any votes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'll tell you what, it really pissed me off because I, 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 told, uh, I told her, I go, I'm just so excited. I'm going to get one of those like, little pixelated uh, pictures. You know, they do the little dot matrix. No. They don't use photos. When you read the the journal, I don't read the journal. Obviously, you don't either. I don't either. But I just you see it, and they've got they use dot matrix, the little dots. It looks like a photo, but it's just little dots. It's old school uh, print. I mean, yeah. it's not a photo. It's like an artist makes it. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm having a big T-shirt, wear it indie, and act like oh, I have a huge head and all that. And because no oh, we don't, they, oh, we switch. We don't do heads anymore. We do the uh, we do the subject matter. I'm like, what? The interview's <laughs> off. She's like, too too late. <laughs> I'm like no you call your editor tell him it's off I'm gonna I'm riot if I don't get one of these things it was bowling pins and a board and a, pins on a board with a football sitting there I'm sorry man damn it I'm like Obama has one <laughs> how come I don't have one we could make you one I'm yeah, sure it was, it, was, it was crazy Brad's a great graphic designer it was, it was crazy I'll just call her and say hey look can I get one please <laughs> please please <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you're expanding. Um, yeah, and uh, we're working on. Uh, it's almost done. This has been such a pro- uh, project, and I, I'm not going to even act like I worked really super hard on it because Laura has just been spearheading the franchise uh, thing for a year and a half, um, and it's it's literally almost done. And people ask us all the time, especially with these big corporate parties. We have the big three in town, and then mm-hmm. everybody else. I mean, we have the. Yeah, and then you they know, say, hey, we Ford, did this GM, thing, it was so great. Mercedes, and then all the big, you know, the Bosches, and the, you know, all these giant suppliers, and sometimes it's a <clears throat> higher-up party, you know, like 30 people, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, you know, they're, they're well-to-do, they've been very successful, but they're ready to retire in their late 50s. Well, those guys have very active brains, and they're not going to retire and sit home and deadhead their petunias. They need to keep doing something. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you should franchise this. I had somebody ask me what my five-year plan was today, and I'm like, uh, I, oh, don't, don't go die. Gray. Yeah, don't die, maybe? Don't yeah, go gray. I like that. Don't die? Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on you with your driving. I just followed you here. We'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ride most places because people don't want me to drive because I yeah. drive like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I kept up. Yeah, I'm from Detroit. I mean, yeah. Well, you got a fast car. Our 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 mass transit's terrible. (laughs) Nobody wants to ride mass transit in Detroit. (laughs) We build the cars. Everyone has like five titles, six titles. Yeah, everybody's you know, (laughs) my winter car, my summer car. That's my truck. That's my motorhome. You know. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So uh, the franchise package is almost ready, and we've had interest uh, from people in over thirty states. And that is our business. Our business model is to. Be in every college town and major city, you know. 
it's a great success. High five. Yeah. Well, that's a high five to the potential of great success. Yeah, well, you got to yeah. keep working. You got to keep working. <laughs> that, that's a high five to all the hard work. Our thing is this: you keep your, you put the horse blinders on. You set the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Put the blinders on so you don't get distracted. I Every once it. in a while, you have to take them off, say thank you or something, or, or <laughs> get scolded, or be told to work harder. Then you put them back on and get back to work. Hammer down, baby, down in the trench. If you live in a house of mirrors, you're I never fail. I never barely ever ever. So I will. Um, I'll be driving. So. I call it down in the trench. Blinders on or down mm-hmm. in the trench. Same yeah, thing, same right? Thing. So I call it down in the trench. I'm down in the trench. And uh, <clears throat> every once in a while, I'll pop my head up and I'll, I'll be like, I'll be driving along and I'll start crying. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, I'm really happy about all the stuff I've accomplished. And then, you know, I mm-hmm. shut that down and get back yeah. down in the trench. But it just yeah. happens. Quick crying, you big baby. Yeah, it will. You've got a, a four-lane yeah. exit coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm in the wrong fucking lane. That, that's a, that's a four-lane exit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Detroit specialty. Yeah. Fast lane. You know, it's a, you got 20 yards to your exit. You're in a fast lane, and you just go. I don't. Other people do. Yeah. But well, you, you know, know what I do. Yeah. Well, I know. I was just behind you. I was talking to my friends. Like, I don't know where I'm going, but I, I, I really got to pay attention here. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. I was trying to use my blinkers and everything. You did use your blinkers. Yeah. Very nice. Right at the last minute. I didn't get lost. <laughs> no, you're here. You even got cars in between us. You're here. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's all good. <laughs> so, franchising. Um, what's taking so long? It's, I don't mean it's, that. It's like not. A, I mean, like, what? what you know, it's you not, said you've been working on it a really long time. Well, it's, it's, it's not writing the rules to the game of checkers. It's right. complicated, mm-hmm. you know, everything to go in because of franchising, I mean, it's like it, it, it makes you corporate and all the, all the stuff that yeah. goes in, you know, it, everything has to be right. Everything. Has well, are to, you, you Ray crocking it? Are you are you doing it that way? Or are you? Well, like Grand Rapids is ours. We will open some that'll be chains. Mm-hmm. Chain is myself and my investment group. And then uh, franchises will be franchises. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll vet. I mean, a lot of the people that have expressed interest, I'm sure, won't qualify. Um, and it's not just about having the money. You know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of money that don't fit my need for personality. You know. Yes, bless your heart for saying that. And um, then um, I, when I said, Ray, are you Ray? What's it? Yeah, the heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I said, are you Ray Kroc in it, I meant, are you owning the properties in which these franchises are ran how how are you doing we, we will consult we have to approve the property that'll mm-hmm. be on that'll be on them but we have to approve it it has to be right yeah um right area right parking right vibe um you know it's falling warehouse not falling boutique yeah no <laughs> totally get it gotta be yeah, in. It's like wow this is like our building in grand rapids is too nice we have to fuck it up a bit <laughs> <laughs> now do you have any do you have any like protections on the game or anything like that? Did you? Oh, great segue you? into a topic Ugh. I really wanted to cover. Oh, the topic I hate. <laughs> no, it's my favorite. Well, it's because the biggest well, fucking we were talking about we were talking about world. we're talking about uh, you know the fact that you're opening up your own stuff. But I, I started thinking about uh, all these different places that are trying to open up um, that are multi-use venue type things where you're going there for bowling, beer, karaoke. They got a ton of stuff to do. We have licensing Would they... agreement as well. Okay. Where people can have foaling, right. registered foaling but in their place. But then it got me thinking, I was like, you could sell some stuff to their place, but then what would keep them from just doing it? Well, that's the thing. We, we do send out lots of cease and desists. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What do you mean I can't do it? I'm like, I can't burn ACDC albums and put them in jewel cases and sell them on the corner. Right. That's what I mean. (laughs) It's not mine. I'm not Angus Young. (laughs) (laughs) Too tall. Fair. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's what the whole Wall Street uh, article was about. Was uh, intellectual property and uh, I need to read the Wall Street article. I'm, I'm not. I'm not prepared for this interview or any other one I've ever done. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's I mean, why I brought it up. Offended, <laughs> look how offended I am. Yeah. Um, it's uh, people ask that question all the time, and I'm usually this is uh, I wore this. This is my bartender and manager Todd made this for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So the you're somewhere here. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of my, this is me in the morning, yeah. kind of bent over, you know, but uh, the evolution. This is Chut's day. If you, this yeah. is just Chut's day. That's For those of you listening at home, it's the, the, the classic evolution from monkey to man, but the last two are a, a silhouette of a bowler and a quarterback. <laughs> um, I'm always wearing, I'm, like I said, I'm a petite person, so I'm always wearing my, my gear because I make a good billboard. You know, and I'm not uh, fashion. Just you know, I'm not into fashion. I'm into wearing clothes because the law dictates that you must. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a nudist for yeah. sure, but uh, yeah, clothes are just to keep me from getting tickets. You yeah. know, I'm not. Apparently, you yeah. and Jimmy John. Jimmy John. Oh, there's a scandal on the interwebs right now hmm. of him naked on a on some sort of sea man, sea, not mammal, sea creature in a boat. He likes killing, uh, shooting uh, endangered species. I, I think I heard that a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't know much about He's it. He's also a bottoms-up customer, so I, you know, I've got love for the guy. And I want to make dolphin pants. Have you ever touched a dolphin? They're soft. Dolphin pants? Dolphin pants. You want to make pants out of a dolphin? Out of a dolphin. Don't worry, I'll eat the dolphin. Dolphin pants. Tastes like chicken? I, don't, I would assume. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tasted it. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so I tell people, you know, they, they ask me the question, are you protected, this, that, and the other, and uh, I always point to the trademark. We have, uh, you know, the Detroit Tigers, of course, everybody's familiar with the Detroit Tigers logo, the old English D. Mm-hmm. Um, so I designed my own old English F We're from Detroit. You know, people, you know, especially Detroit, people get it. And uh, I, my wife and I went to... Key West for St. Patrick's Day a number of years ago, and I was wearing a green Fuller T-shirt. Every every piece of merch we put out, always in the same old English on the back, says Fuller, because that's what you are. You're a Fuller. I don't care what it is, it says Fuller on the back. Um, and then the F is either big or small, whatever, on the front. And uh, I was coming, I washed my hands in the men's room, and this drunk guy comes stumbling in. This is in Key West, and I got a green Kelly green shirt with a white F, big white you know, old English Fulling F on it. The guy's like, oh, all right, Detroit. And I was like, man, look at it again. Oh, that's an F. I said, yeah, but you made my day, man. You, I, I can't even tell you how you made my day so hard. You got it. Yeah, yeah. you got it, and you're not from Detroit. So uh, people ask if I have all my stuff trademarked and everything, and I always point to the TM. I go, yeah, you know what that stands for? And they're like, yeah, trademark. I said, no, totally mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to put that on things, you know. I do because I get asked every day about 15 times. I bet you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I can really relate with that. I would say it's better than not getting asked anything. Oh. I would rather answer the questions. That means people are interested in... Uh, That's well, really... That really hit home, what you just yeah. said there. That's people, good. 
And the other mm-hmm. one's like, people are like, oh, thanks for having us. Because I, I get really annoyed with, do, did is this patented? And I'm like, I hear it every day. Every day. Fucking, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Did I, no, it's not. And they're yeah. like, it's not? <laughs> yeah, it's patented. What? Mm-hmm. What? It's patented in how many countries? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Like several million dollars worth of patents. A lot. Like, it, Jesus it, Christ. It's, it's one of the reasons I still live in a basement. IP, <laughs> IP lawyers are spendy, but you need them. You God bless them. them. God bless you, you if you're listening. listening. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Jinx. You'll be coke. <laughs> we both uh, at the same beer. time. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, they're, uh, they're spendy but necessary, and God bless them. Oh, man. No, um, I agree completely. Lower your rates. Um. <laughs> Keep your rates the same. He gives me phone calls for free. I, it, none of my other attorneys do that. It's great. Uh, I mean, uh, my, my, my attorney will kick your ass in foaling. She's very good. God, it's good. It's good. Isn't it good to have attorneys that are passionate about what you're doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, she... Uh, like, my yeah. patent attorney, hopefully they're not listening and release the rest, less of the, the rest of the firm because... They give me the best terms, the best terms. Absolutely, I think I roll, owe them an eight, a rolling eighty grand. It's great. <laughs> He's like, I know you're good for it. Just pat, keep yeah. patenting shit. Keep patenting. Keep patenting shit. Keep <laughs> selling the 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 wizardry of perfect pores. Yeah. Um, so back on the topic of you, because you you you've recently been copied. I don't to the, uh, the, to the I mean, god damn it, to the letter. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about it. You don't talk about why not? No, I don't want to give any credit. Don't that gives them legs. It's out there. I don't it's, they're invisible. It's the biggest compliment ever. Nah. Well, we don't have to talk. We don't have to name it. We don't have to say who did it. And and pre- I'd preferably not because uh, yeah. they're also my customer. We, uh, we don't, that we, is how copy. We, we don't we don't give attention to that. Okay. Well, we we to won't. Them. But or anybody. I was going to say one of Josh's favorite stories is walking out of the Germany Expo and saying or seeing all the all the copycats. Yeah, the copycats. That oh my god, I'd never com- I'd never felt more flattered in my entire life. Well, it's uh, no, I'm, I, I feel exactly the opposite. Why? Well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> tell me now. Drink no. that beer and tell me now. I'll drink all these beers and tell you later. <laughs> okay, no, you can we tell uh, me later, but. Uh, it's like the best part of this. It's one of the best parts of the story. Like you're, you're not, not to us. Okay, not to us. Why though? Well, I'll tell you later. Oh, God damn it, Chet. Okay, well, I'm gonna refill my beer. We can switch topics. It's clearly a sore point. Awesome. <laughs> I think the Lions are gonna win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Do you? I don't even know what that means. No. I don't think so. They're the Lions. How about, how about this? I said it wrong. This, this I, I screwed up my own joke. I said the, li- <laughs> the Lions. He's are- all flustered. <laughs> and sorry, I, I love the Lions or my team. You know, I, but I'm allowed to joke about my, you know. You're right. allowed to joke about you're, your you're own team. To make, it's you're, like you're allowed, allowed to, to make, make gay jokes. You're, you're, you're gay. allowed to make fun of your uh, best friend, right? Yeah. yeah okay, absolutely. so I'm allowed to make fun of my team. Uh, <laughs> so the Lions are going to the Super Bowl this year, and then people are like, ah, ha, ha. I said, no, they got great seats. Lower bowl, the like 48-yard yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best thing about the Lions. No, well, That's number like one. Terrible. Number Watch one, it. the greatest yeah. the greatest thing about the Lions is they can't afford the tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we we beat the Colts last uh, last oh, yeah. season. No, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that uh, even when you're good and you should have a shot at the Super Bowl, somebody else finds a way to fuck it up for you, like the refs or you know. Oh yeah, we get we get two years oh. in a row. They've had some really bad calls that knocked them two out of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, we have won 
one play. Uh, we won that last time. We won the, the NFL championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not the Super Bowl. Right. It was the NFL championship it was nineteen fifty seven. The new car, your Chevy dealer that year, was the fifty seven Chevy. Right. <laughs> Since then, memory <laughs> the, the iconic classic car. If there's a oh, it's a classic car show over in uh, you know at the yeah. Indianapolis State Fairgrounds and it the, is the, the logo is a fifty seven Chevy. Yeah, we've won one one playoff game since 1957. And in the last two years, they were looking like they were going to win. And then in Dallas, a ref screwed up a call and pretty much gave the game away. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pick up that flag. Have you ever seen a flag picked up? I know, right? Mm. Yep, we're used to it. And then um, last year there was a call. Wait, I can't remember what the call was the last year. Yeah, it, it, there, was a, uh, there was a penalty on Dallas that basically sealed the playoff win for us. And then they picked it up. And then Dallas went down and scored with like you know, you know microsecond left or whatever the hell it was. Yep. We're, we're all like, up. Oh, here can it comes. You, can you review a falsely called penalty? No. Uh, against the Lions, you can do anything you want. Apparently, I have been. I, we go. My we go to road games all the time. Um, I have seen them so screwed so many times. Huh. Uh, I would think that if the flag hit the ground, here's the thing. That would be like the yep. end of it, and then it goes to review. Usually, yeah. there's you know if the flag hits the ground. Not in sports. It, I know if the flag hits the ground <laughs> and somebody another ref comes over and says, "I got a better angle of it. It wasn't." Then they'll pick it up but this guy just this, changed his mind yeah this was one of those where he second guessed himself took it away and then sports center of course ran the fuck up the rest of the week because <laughs> dallas moved on and the lions went, went home. to the golf course <laughs> but uh yeah it's unbelievable um and this is a fact okay the cubs won the world series right my other brother-in-law lifelong cubs fan lifelong chicago and i think he was actually a bat boy ball boy whatever when he was a kid Dad had season tickets at Wrigley. They still go to Wrigley a lot. Loves the Cubs. That's great. Um, I, I could care less. I, I don't like. I'm from Detroit, so Chicago. I, you know, I, was, I wouldn't piss on them. They're on fire. Um, the sports teams love the city. Everything, but we're talking sports. Um, I think they're in Game Seven against the Indians. The Indians and the the Cleveland won the, the NBA thing with LeBron. You know, it's like wow, they had won a title like us since like '62 or some ridiculous year. Like, it would be better for you, the Cubs, to lose to the Indians. Give Cleveland two championships at once, melt their brains, and then we'll put them back in their box. And then you can still be the lovable Cubs with Cubs fans in Vietnam and you know, Bangladesh <laughs> and you know, Sri Lanka. Because if you win, that whole lovable losers thing is gone. gone. In three years, you're going to be the nobody-gives-a-fuck fourth-place team in the National League North. Yeah. And he, of course, they won to win the World Series. He, he's like, no, 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 no. I, I, he goes, I disagree. But in four years, when they're the who gives a fuck Cubs, and they only have their Chicago fans now because all that lovable losers crap is gone. You're you're not wrong at all. Yeah, I mean that's. But nobody gives. Only us Lions fans love the Lions. You know, you'll love Barry Sanders. You'll love her. Uh, well, they haven't built a big enough marketing ploy behind it. It just it's just one of these things. I don't know. It always. Something when the Lions and I'm very positive when the Lions win the Super Bowl, <laughs> I know insert yeah, yeah insert laugh track here right yeah when <laughs> no. they win the Super Bowl it will be but, it yeah. will be heard globally the explosion of joy will be heard globally it'll <laughs> the make explosion the of Detroit into fire will be seen <laughs> we've already burned everything that's flammable I know right? it's all new <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I'm telling you right now you heard it here first when we win it will be like nothing you've ever seen before you'll need several more air compressors 
Oh, yeah. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> We're looking to put a train horn on our Cushman. We're the only bar, I think, in America. Maybe not. There's probably other big bars, too. But we have a high-low. We have a Cushman. Yeah, we, we unload the beer trucks with our uh, with a forklift. I like that. That is awesome. Yeah. You know who likes that? And you have two scissor lifts. Beer truck drivers. Why do you have two scissor lifts? Uh, well, we had the old one, and I shared that with another tenant. He took that away. Up to, I need, that's on my list of things. That, hey, where's my half? <laughs> um, but no, we, we, need a, we need a scissor lift. It's tall ceilings. Everybody we do, needs a scissor lift. You need, well, yeah, it's fun, first of all. but It is fun as shit. Okay, so party balloons. We do so many parties. And people bring in the balloons. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of balloons. We have a sawtooth roof. And if you don't know what that looks like, you know those little artsy crafty scissors that make the little alligator cut? I do. Our roof looks like that. So then the balloons go up in those peaks. And in the winter, I don't know if you've ever heard of Detroit, but in the winter, um, it can be, uh, what's the term they use? Uh, fucking cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking cold. Right. <laughs> took the words so, right out of my mouth. So, you know, the balloons will slowly come down at night because it's cold. And then the emotional alarm, you know, sets off the alarm. And I get a call from the alarm company at three in the morning. <laughs> so uh, Balloons we, have broken into your building. Yeah, and then you know, we have lights up there. There's things to fix and repair. Um, we have three ways of getting the balloons now. We have the scissor lift. Lights to stop. We have a 26-foot pole with a, with a bent nail on it. And we have the uh, air stop. <laughs> we have the, uh, the, the pellet gun. I was gonna say you should just start a new thing with pellet guns and shoot the balloons and yeah, another well, game. Uh, my, my guy Jeremy, it's his choice. He's the uh, Jeremy the Balloon Slayer. Um, <laughs> he's there. We open at five on the weekdays and uh, noon on the weekend, so he's there Monday through Friday at seven a.m. It's a big joint. There's a lot to do. The regular uh, we call it the uh, preventative maintenance schedule. How many uh, square feet is it now? Uh, once the expansion <clears throat> is done, will be fifty-five thousand square feet. That's awesome. You're going to be a freaking bowling alley at that point. Well, it's 30 it's lanes. It's beyond that. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, yeah, it's like a Vegas bowling alley. It's, uh, the like, questions. Like, fuck top golf. Are they building the one? Did I just pass one on yeah. uh, 69? Yeah. Right by Ikea. That place is amazing, by the Everybody way. Everybody who comes to the warehouse from Texas, they're, that's their number one thing they're all over me about. The two things. Are you going to franchise? Because this would be great in Austin. This would be great in Dallas. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's the, the yeah. Mm-hmm. bullseyes around be great this. everywhere. Um, that's what I say. But uh, it's like, top golf, top golf. I'm in a bubble. I, we got rid of our TV. When I signed the lease, we got rid of our t- television at home because you don't need to get roped into Shark Week reruns right. while you're at work to do. Shark Week is pretty awesome, though. Right. But if you don't have a TV at home, you can't watch it. I don't really. Yeah, I don't watch it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Remember talking about wednesday and then all these ceos are like it's monday the fact that we're going the fact that we're going drinking after this is a it's a rarity for me now nowadays you okay. know we're doing that right we're going drinking after this you mean i'm out of town i have to go drinking yeah sorry oh. yeah warren and uh, my wonderful girlfriend are going to join us who you love she i talk about you a lot so oh um, she's been hearing a lot about it. she's like who's i'm seriously who's chut i've done dude you don't listen to me you never listened to me. She's like, who are you? I've been talking about him for <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, we'll br- uh, we'll have to get you. Uh, we were just in your uh, warehouse. Yeah. Facility. Warehouse. What do you, what, what's your term? I call it a shop. Shop. Okay. The shop. I'm going to get the nomenclature. Yeah. Well, we yeah. were in your shop. Yeah. And uh, warehouse is kind of welded, laser welded into my brain, that word. Yeah. But uh, you've got plenty of room for a lane in there. For, I think uh, we need a lane in there. Yeah, I mean, anything I can do to help slow down Fuck productivity. Fuck that stupid <laughs> basketball hoop that we have. 
You guys are supposed to be making cups. Yeah, I'll call. Where the yeah, hell are order, my cups? My, my order. Uh, well, if you want to give us a folding lane, uh, <laughs> your cups would already be there, but we've been folding, not making your damn cups. Yeah, well, you talked to Warren. He's asleep on the boxes now because uh, part of the rules you drink. So That's right. Yeah. yeah. Are there any drinking games that go with folding? At the We have some games we used to play at the other place, but I, I, I haven't even introduced them to the new place because we just want regular folding because... They were rambunctious. Yeah. We would do them after league. Like, it would be night where it would just be league. We put on Facebook, it's league night, so we're not, no open fulling. Um, dodge full. Uh, what is what is dodge full? <laughs> well, dodge full. Please I, tell me it involves the ball and on the pins. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the dodge, the other place was only eight lanes. So, we'd put all eight, eight, all eight balls. Even if it was just, if we only used half the lanes, we put half the people on one side, half the people on the other. All the balls in the middle. Ready, set, go. You have to run out and grab the ball. And we had two lines painted. So a ball within the lines is free for anybody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a half court. It was like a five-foot window where you can get in there and get your WWE on. <laughs> um, and basically, men still had to throw from behind the board. And lady, girls could still throw from the front. But the girls really had to pay attention because it's get the ball and throw and the object of the game is knock all of their pins down before they knock all of yours and it's just free for all yeah and sometimes we eight balls only four lanes and just it it was split by the time the game is over everybody's just like laughing and sucking wind so hard (laughs) like barely that sounds amazing it was great but to do it in our place, we have the steel columns and all that stuff it's it's sounds like excuses to me it'd be great outside in a uh Dodge will be good outside with netting around to keep the balls contained. Um, that's something we can work on in the future. Maybe we can have our, uh, our first dodge full tournament. We uh, did, yeah. We, we did one called. Uh, Count me in on that. Yeah, you play pee pool. Pee pool. Pee pool. You have the little, the little, <laughs> the little numbers, the little beads with the numbers on them. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, you get one. You look. Oh, 14. You're the 14 ball. And then everybody gets their turn, and you just. You can keep knocking balls in. You know what your number is. You're not going to knock 14 in because if you knock 14 in, you're out. So everybody has their number, and we just use the numbers as the lanes. You didn't have to go to your lane. It was just uh, you had to pick up the ball from where it landed, but you couldn't throw it a lane on your half of the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was one ball, so someone would throw it any pins they wanted on all the lanes. And then the ball, if it was on that side, you'd have to throw it any on that side. And everybody took their turn. You went in order. It wasn't running. But you're lane eight. And if it was, you know, there's two boards per lane. So lane one so would be one and two. So all of a sudden you now know who's on three. which lane. You don't based know. You don't well, know. no, but you're well, going to know based on pins. what people are throwing at, right? Well, yeah, you never throw it your own. Yeah. But there's lots of people left. And there's all these boards. You know, if there's eight lanes, there's 16 boards. We had 16 numbers, 16 people. Like lane one was board one and two. Lane two was board three and four. So once all your pins are down, you're like, ah, fuck, I'm out. And of course, everybody like throw down. Like everyone's in for like a five spot, and then you pick, you get your your number. You pick, you don't tell anybody, and you just play. Nobody knows who's who, and it gets down to uh, you know that kind of stuff. It, it was fun. That, that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, okay, we had all kinds of. So is the business stuff making it less fun, more fun? Do you enjoy it? I'm getting better. I'm better at it. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, I have great. Our team is awesome. Um, you know the, the 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 Lauras and the Robs and uh, 
Noni's awesome with all the. I mean, she was a fantastic retail manager. She was a buy the book, you know, mm-hmm. all of that, and uh, like the officing we call it. All, all, all of the officing, everybody's officing, and Laura is just this incredible machine of amazing work of all the stuff. I was, I was joke. I'm the pretty face. <laughs> no, you are. Um, you are though. I, you know, I put. I, I work a lot. Yeah, every day, and you know, just push the game and talk mm-hmm. to the guests, and people want to talk to the owner. They want to know. I always joke that they always want to know three things. How did this happen? What was this building? Why are you so handsome? <laughs> <laughs> the third one might be a lie. but uh, In that order specifically. Yeah. yeah. Indy 500 day drinking. <laughs> Axle plant built in 1919. Then my mom had an affair. Ooh, genetics. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a good one. I like that. My parents are coming up on their 51st anniversary, but my dad will still introduce her as his first wife. <laughs> have you met my first wife <laughs> that's awesome so uh yeah that's a good one <laughs> yeah please like do yeah. use that all day yeah. my, my, <laughs> my grandpa had an affair when i was a little kid people would come up i'd be with my grandpa like, wow you look just like your grandfather he'd whack me in the back of the head and go thank the man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's 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 fantastic. So, um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of boozy. It's good, good stuff. Great interview. Where are you going? Well, you're, you're the host. You're going two for one. Yeah, that's because you're busy talking. I got to drink to. And I, I got to make sure I got to fill the space. Uh, I got to get my ride back. Get your ride back. My ride. My my, my vehicular. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got it. Once ride. the vehicular's back, and we go to our it's old. Good. See, it's a good thing this isn't live because the cops would just wait out there. Yeah, yeah. We'll not go. that I'm, I'm not driving. I'm gonna Uber. We'll get the, we'll get the car. Right, we'll call our German friend. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. Uber. <laughs> You're so, full of terrible jokes. This uh, is well, oh, okay. Here's a shout out to Santiago. He's yeah. uh, he started out as a bar back. He's still bar backing, but he's learning everything. He's 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 bar, he's he's bartending. He's running the front counter. He's 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 doing some uh, physical labor with uh, uh, Jeremy on the on the building. Everything. He wants to know everything, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's I really would rather uh, uh, promote from within. Yeah, you know, I tell everybody who works uh, on our team, part of our staff. I'm like, look, where you want to? Our goal is to have these everywhere. Where do you want to live? What do you want to do? I mean, you may be a bar back now, but you could be a general manager in a few years. And what city do you want to live in? Yeah. You know, uh, and that's the attitude we have is, you know, if we keep being friendly, work hard, uh, give good service to people, um, it'll be, we should be, we should be successful because the game is fun. You will be, man. The game is fun. Beer is delicious. And if we're friendly, we should be good. So what you've got that... I'm trying to get this right in my head. I see a lot of good ideas. I see a lot of people have ideas. I have a lot of people with ideas ask me about their idea and what they should do. Um, and you, you have it. Like you have, and it's the heart behind it. It's the. It's got nothing to do with your fucking idea. It could have been toast and fucking peanut butter poker. Like who fucking that sounds fun. Let's play. It does sound fun, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's the it's the heart behind it. You know what I mean? And I, I tell you, what was hard in the beginning. 
Pe- people don't. We we invented it, meaning yeah. myself and my friends. Yes. And once we started opening, like the other warehouse and the little media, and then the media coming in, like you know, this is the inventor that made my skin crawl because my buddies and I. No, I I humped it around the most. I, I I'll take. I mean, all my friends, we all helped out a lot, but I had the truck. Yeah. And I was the one humping it around um, morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I talked to some of my buddies. I'm like, man, that's creeping me out. They're saying, like, I'm the inventor and all that. Like, they're like, chill the fuck out. Don't worry about it. We know. Relax. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It was me. No, it was us. <laughs> but uh, the, what we're, where we're at now was a team. And like that's a, hard. Our, our team now, I mean, it's the, the game. Like it great. I wiped it away, but it looked like a giant. It's a, it was a nice dick spill. <laughs> Dragging, dragging the game around, but uh, at this point, it's such a team effort, um, and everybody's good at their thing, and it comes together so well, and uh, we're just going for it. You're so fortunate. There's not a lot of heartache in this story. I don't want any heartache. Duh. You know, take your time. That was the other thing. People are like, why did it take so long? I'm like, well, I hate doing shit twice. You know? <laughs> I've, had me, I've been kicked in the dick so many fucking times. Slow down. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's you it. Know? You know, the spots. I would say, bitch. do you ever remember reading that story? The tortoise always wins. Yeah, slow and steady. Slow and steady. Despacio. You know? That's Spanish for slower. I say the the, the main goal. <laughs> Schnell. That's German for fast. <laughs> Faster. <laughs> Schnell snacio. But you said it like an American. You need to say it like a German. Schnell. There you go. <laughs> Angry. Yeah, you got to say it like uh, you're in trouble. Oh, the Germans. <laughs> I love that little clip that was on Facebook a couple years ago. It's all the different the languages. The butterfly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is German. Butterfly. 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 How was that butterfly? That was terrible German. Sorry, Germans. No, it's fine. Sorry, Friedrich. <laughs> Jurg. No, Friedrich's... Uh, Friedrich's... Uh, I'll call him a, uh, a business acquaintance. Last oh, two, Friedrich's a real person. Friedrich's a real person. He's the okay. C- CEO of Detroit Diesel. What is Detroit, that? Detroit Diesel, uh, this multinational ginormous uh, corporation that makes diesel motors. Sweet, like for like Caterpillar <laughs> or not? Well, Caterpillar wouldn't have a Detroit Diesel, but like semi trucks and big. Yeah, cat machinery. would have a cat. Cat would have cat. Sorry, Caterpillar. The Caterpillar's <laughs> been there too. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, so Detroit Diesel. So yeah, Friedrich's a he's German, mm-hmm. uh, but he's the CEO of Detroit Diesel. And they've had their holiday party at the warehouse the last two years. So I met him the first year. And then they came back this last Christmas. And there he was. I'm like, uh, Friedrich. Yeah, like, oh, oh, hello. Good to see you again. Yeah, oh, we've brought the team back falling. We had so much time, so much fun last time. It's very good. And your magical beer system. It's amazing. It's amazing. The beer system. And this Alaskan amber, it's delicious. I love your Alaskan amber. But the beer, this is, everything is so great. I'm like, Friedrich, you're my man. You know, oh, we're having fun. Well, I'm going to go with the team and do some falling. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so great. <laughs> like, Friedrich, go get him. Uh, and they love him. He, you can tell his, he, he was, he's a good guy. He, you know, he's, yeah. he's a CEO of this massive company. But he's out there falling with the folks. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. That's really cool. I agree. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I meet these people, and sometimes I'm just shooting the shit with them. You know, oh, here comes 120 people from Bosch. Okay, you talk. I'm just. This isn't a real story. I'm just 
you know, and you're, you're shooting the shit and blah, 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 blah. And then you find out you were talking to like the guy, the guy, the guy, yeah. You know, the top of the pyramid, the eyeball on the pyramid. And, uh, and you're love those moments. Yeah. But it's great because they appreciate being talked to like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. I try to treat everybody like that. Yeah. Yeah, Dawn, Dawn treating Andre Drummond a couple of days ago. She, she made a nice post. She goes, when you, when you treat the famous ball player like uh, everybody else and you get a big fat tip, that's a good night. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Andre Drummond, nicest guy in the world. You know, I know you guys are Pacer fans, and he's a Piston. I know we don't have a lot of love between the Pacers. I mean, no, this right. is a national show. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> we're in Indianapolis. Yeah. And that was 2004. I mean, a lot's changed between both teams since then. Yeah, well, a lot, a lot has changed. But uh, but still. Detroit's on its way back. I, I love the fact that, uh, you know, in 2004. And the Pacers are on their way out, right? Like, this is... Well, no. <laughs> well, I'm not talking sports at this point. I'm talking cities. In 2004, you know, Detroit was a shithole. And it was just kind of starting and to figure out how to. It's our shithole. Yeah. It's his shithole. <laughs> I know. But they, you know, they were kind of. He knows it's fine. I know, but uh, <laughs> I, never, I never called it a shithole. It, it was uh, a city that got city hit, on the got, decline. It was a city that got hit with a bunch of different circumstances, and they couldn't stop it. But the fact that it's yeah. bounced back—I mean, it reminds me of the fact that you know Indianapolis kind of had its it has been having mm-hmm. its uh, wait for the fall of Rome. I know, it's right? Happening. But uh, it's gonna fucking happen in Detroit. Yeah, everything's be fine in Detroit. I know uh, several several people who. <laughs> I know Sorry. several people who are real estate, you know, people who loved Indianapolis for quite a while. And they're like, yeah, it's getting too pricey. But hit Detroit, you're starting to see that point where it's becoming pricier to buy the properties because people are really rehabbing and bringing everything back. And it, it, I love it when that happens. So, Well, the buildings are so cool. Oh, I know. It's got such history. It's so fucking cool. It's so cool. So we had just two days ago, uh, we, we'll open up early. For any party, whether it's uh, Stephen's ten-year-old birthday party, if they want to come in at two on a weekday, we just raise the prices a little bit on the rental fee because we have to bring staff in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had early party. We had two fifty-person parties: fifty from Ford and fifty from Dana Dana Axel. Mm-hmm. And the original Axel company that opened the building was the Gear Grinding and Machine Company. In nineteen nineteen, they built the building, and they made CV joints, constant velocity joints, which back then was for trucks. Front wheels turn, get power, and they turn. When they turn, you lose velocity. Math and science are not going to get into it. But uh, now, front wheel, every front-wheel drive car has CV joints. If you have a front-wheel drive vehicle, you have had CV joints replaced. Um, yes. At some point in history, Dana bought the gear grinding machine company, and it was a basically a CV joint plant from 1919 to 1988. So Dana had the party, and uh, they from knew what, from what 1919 to 1988. Neat. And then, uh, yeah, so the, so Dana's in there, and they knew that they were in that building. So I'm talking to these guys. And I never even ask. I, I, don't, I don't ask. I, there were Dana, other guys. I, I'm pretty sure they were higher-ups, but it's like we're just – they all have beers and cocktails in their hand, and we're just shooting this shit. Yeah. And uh, I took him into what we call the scary room. <laughs> um, well, this was a factory. It has its own electrical substation out back. Because it was a factory. It has, yeah. like, big boy power. All the power. Three-phase. Oh, yeah. Up to, I mean, copper wire as big as that valve. Um, craziness. Um, so the scary room. There's scary room, and there's the terrifying room. 
super scary room. So the scary room has... There's a super scary room? It's behind the scary room. I, next time, I need, I need to see the super scary well, room. I don't even like to go in there, man. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like the straight up power is in there. Like if you touch something wrong, you're cartoon skeleton. You know, like just like... Now I really... I used to be an electrician. I definitely want to go in that room. <laughs> My dad was a television repairman. Yeah. He's got the ultimate <laughs> set of tools. Used to be. Um, yeah, so the, the scary room has the Frankenstein switches yes the big black thing it's like 25 switches ka-chunk ka-chunk I mean they're and it's you can look right at it it's from 1919 it's that's so cool bad at, and it's functional it's it It. that's what's powering the building it's what's powering the building yes just because it's old doesn't mean it doesn't work yeah it'll, well, it'll fry you like chicken if you touch it wrong I mean, it's, it's safe, but you know what I mean? Like inside, yeah, don't you know, fall into it. Well, it's got covers and all that, but the big thing... Well, it has covers. Good. Well, the handle, <laughs> when you pull the handle down to turn off that particular multiple fuses that you're killing, yeah. then the door, you can only We'll open, call it a breaker You can o- well, people not, listening. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> the equivalent of a massive breaker. When you pull it all the way down, then the door can flip open. You can only open the door when that they're off, and then there's these giant fuses in there and... It's just scary. But on the side of it is a plaque. It says Dana with their logo. They get the diamond with Dana in it and uh, some serial numbers. And they took a picture. I got the impression from these guys that Dana is very organized and their records, uh, historical stuff, is very tight. Mm-hmm. They're on it. So they took a picture like, oh, we're going to look up these because they had numbers. They're going to look it up and uh, hopefully they have some historical stuff that they can get to me because people ask the more i know about the building the better because when people ask i can tell them yeah so ham like back story yeah back to hamtramck this old polish town <clears throat> ham town i've had some super seniors come in you know the guys that are mm-hmm. taking like one inch steps with their oxygen tank literally the oxygen tank and tow and you see them in the corner like sir are you okay can i help you like i'm pretty sure my machine was here <laughs> you work there. Yeah, you know, this that's where it was this place of work. And they're always confused because now it's this big crazy bar and there's people throwing footballs at bowling pins and pretty girls all over the place and you know, they're just like but so I, yeah, I, I, I remember their all brain. those things. <laughs> so I picked their brain and uh during World War Two, uh Willis got the contract to build the Jeeps, the army Jeeps. Um but Willis wasn't a big enough company to build what the military needed, so Henry Ford took over the Rouge plant. Look up Rouge plant. Rouge plant's still operational. It's the, like this enormous facility for Ford. They build the F-150s there now. Raw materials come in the front door. Vehicles drive out the back door. Not the fenders come from somewhere else and the engines come. Raw materials in the front. That's so fucking Vehicles cool. out the back. It's kick-ass. They do a tour. You should. It's amazing. So... Ford took over uh, and built uh, the Jeeps for Willis. But every front axle was built in my building. And my, my, my bar is the main production room, the biggest of the rooms in the factory. So next time you're watching World War II footage and you see guys, GIs in one of those Jeeps, that front axle was made in my bar. That's badass. It's totally badass. I know. I, I feel like we should build an, a beer dispenser homage to that. Well, I, I, I want to see those places that have like the fans with the pulleys, like the, the belts. Yes, those are so cool. I want to find a bunch of the axles. You put the fan blades on the U-joint. Nice. And you have the belts going from wheel to wheel. So do you own this building? 
Uh, leasing with the option to buy. Just renegotiated uh, one thing at a time. We're, I would uh, buy. We're working on it. Because, uh, I mean, this just from experience here, uh, one of our oldest bars, not the oldest bar in Indianapolis, is going through some pains right now. Because back 25, 30 years ago, when, he, when the place opened, he had the chance, you know, at some point throughout, mm-hmm. he had the chance to buy the building for roughly $300,000, now three point whatever million today. And uh, it was just sold to another guy out of state or maybe even another country building hotels uh, because Indianapolis has been trying to get more hotels downtown. And, of course, at first it was kind of a friendly, oh, we'll keep the bar down there. Well, now they... Taps and Dolls? No, not Taps and Dolls. No, Taps, I think. Taps owns their entire building. But we're not Ike and Jonesy's. Ike and Jonesy's. And we lead the second oldest bar downtown uh, next to to, uh, the um, Slippery Noodle. But they basically, you know, are kind of in this. They, they, it's weird. It's a stalemate right now because you've got a twenty-year, uh, twenty-eight year lease, and a. Um, You're pro. He drinks more than I do. Right. He uses my dispenser more than I, I, drink, I do. I, I own a bar and I drink less than I did before I owned a bar, which is nice. a good thing. I drink less than when I started bottoms up. Yeah. Right. But you've got like a twenty-year lease and a. Uh, Don't I hear I your facetiousism? over there that's because i know you <laughs> anyway. i know how much you drink whatever shut up <laughs> when you're I said stumbling, it was less i didn't you're say you didn't know around, how much i drank before asshole. when you're stumbling around germany not sure how to get anywhere <laughs> isn't fair fair carry isn't on with stumbling around germany doing it right yeah. i think so yeah yeah well completely fucking lost no and phone no since then i write the hotel name and phone number and i write everything on myself with a sharpie if found, send back it, to Indianapolis, it, USA, America. It's got everything. It might as well be a dog tag. But I read it on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hotel room, all of it. It's it's great. The it's important part is buy the building when you get the chance, especially since it's probably at a decent price right now. Because uh, yeah, once it gets up there and then somebody else decides to make a hotel out of your factory, then you're yeah, fucking screwed. It's really fun to see where we are. I mean, uh, a lot of people in Detroit, historically, in the last... You know, we had the riots in the 60s mm-hmm. and all that. Very, uh, it's the most, like, segregated city has been. It's it's changing now. But, you know, 8 Mile, everyone knows 8 Mile, the movie, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, 8 Mile is the border between Wayne County and Oakland County. It, you know, it's a boulevard. North side, Oakland County or Macomb County or going the other way. Wayne County is Detroit. Um, and then Hamtramck, it was, uh, you know, the, the Enclave. But it's a lot of people like are afraid to say eight mile, let alone cross it. Now they're crossing it and coming down into Hamtramck, and they, well, I've never been to Hamtramck before. And wow, that was some drive. And this place was hard to find. I don't. I still don't have a sign. You know, still don't have a sign on the building. And people are like you need a sign. I go, you're here. <laughs> what do I need a sign for? You you know how to find it now. <laughs> it's kind of an homage. We're, we're going to paint letters on the peaks this year, this summer. But it was it was kind of an homage to the old place. It was tough to find down in the uh, the nine the fourteen thousand square feet for nine hundred dollars. That was tough to find. There was people like we drove by like ten times. We're too scared because the main driveway was a sketchy little alley. You had to drive down, and then in the back of the building was well lit. I had it striped and lights and all that. But uh, be like we drove by like ten times, and finally we just drove down. And we're like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh look, there's a fire pit and a bunch of people hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you like to scare the piss out of your potential. 
clients. Well, that's when I that, that that was kind of the tell for me that it might it it should work. Was at the end of the two and a half years at the other place. Um, on Sundays we were we were family friendly. One Sunday a month, you could bring your kids, and uh, we put out there it's, it's it's family day. So don't don't think don't, don't come in here and booze off crazy because there's gonna be a bunch of parents and kids. You know. Yeah. One of my friends had a bouncy house. He'd bring it. We set it up in the ferry, and kids would bounce around. But these were people that were probably afraid to say eight mile in a sentence, let alone cross it. And then they were coming down to one of the most dangerous neighborhoods with their children to give me ten bucks to throw footballs at bowling pins. Yeah, and uh, that's when I was like, okay, You're like, I got something. This is, this, it's people got, are risking getting shot. It, uh, that's when to myself, I'm like, it, okay, this is it's gonna this. This should work because these folks, they're not bad people. They're just cautious, I guess. I don't know, afraid, you know, whatever. They were coming down with their shorties. And I'm like, okay, this is going to work. The, the country club crowd was coming down. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And I guess it's going to work. You get the country club people down by city airport. Yeah. People love footballs. People love bowling pins. People love beer. <laughs> people love that fucking weird combination that you came up with. It's an accident. Yeah, <laughs> just like my sister, a fucking lovable accident. <laughs> I said, "How did you come up with this?" A day drinking at the Indy 500 15 years ago. That's awesome. <laughs> just like how my sister oh, was made. Just like <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know it's not true, <laughs> but it's funny. I'm sure it was a similar scenario. <laughs> I, I know. I know where you're from. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. <laughs> Day, day drinking at sea. How old's your sister? 30. 30. 31. 32. 32. Sorry, Amy. Uh, so, 33. Yeah. She just turned 30. God damn it, I'm a dick. So, it's late 80s. It's like, yeah, she's... Wait, is it April? Yeah. No, it's May. It's May. Oh, good. I didn't miss it. <laughs> I'm the same, man. I'm the worst, I'm the worst <laughs> uncle ever. We have... Noni and I are... Uh, like, if we had kids, we, would not, we wouldn't be talking together right now. Right now. We have two cats. Those are kids. Oh, you're a cat? Wait a minute. Love cats. (laughs) Let me reverse this for a second. Is it April? It's May. It's May. Oh, good. I didn't miss it. (laughs) If you're in April, you wouldn't have missed it either? Well, so it's close to the day that is her birthday, right? And she's the kind of person that would let it go for a couple days before I got chill. Okay. So if it was a month ago and I didn't miss it, I would have caught all the hell, I think. Uh... And I didn't, so I think we're good. Does that make sense? You know, like yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. No, my, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, my my dad would have called me and been like, "Hey, it was your sister's birthday like a week ago." I just remembered too. Just can't forget. Your mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's dead, so I don't have to worry about that. But sorry about that. It, you know, happened a long, long time ago. Yeah, that's good. Maybe who I am uh, today? <laughs> Daddy issues. Well, well, you said dad, which reminded me, I was saying. My my guy Santiago, my yeah, he just busts my balls. He's like, man, you're nothing but dad jokes, dad jokes, nothing but dad jokes out of you. Yeah. You know, of course, the staffs heard all of my dumbass jokes a million times, but the guests haven't. <laughs> you know, I walk, you know, walk by. I'm watching a lane. You know, people are falling. A guy throws, or a lady throws, and misses the pin, or even hits the pin and doesn't knock it over. Like, oh man, that was closer than Bert and Ernie. You know. <laughs> Oh my stuff like that, goodness, but uh, I get that so much. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> it's 2017. Sesame Street's on HBO. Is it's it? Time, it's time for a press conference. Everybody knows. Nobody cares about Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were a homosexual couple. Well, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody knows. Nobody cares. That's cool. 
I think we should talk about it more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saying they're on HBO. HBO would totally do it. You know. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, kids. Kids know it's it's fine. It's fine. No mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. Daddy, daddy, mommy, 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 daddy. Whatever. I'm just saying they've been in that same mommy, flat. Mommy, daddy, daddy. They've been in that same flat since I was a kid. <laughs> two little, two little twins. One little nightstand. Kitchen right there. Wait, are they twins? Are they paternal twins? Are they brothers or buddies? Are they? I don't know. I don't know either. I think they're foam. <laughs> <laughs> Close actually, cell? You should, Open cell? Actually, you, you probably shouldn't like them. Why? Because they're foam. Oh, Ooh. fuck you. See that That's a dad joke. See? If See? I've never heard one. That's for wow. you, Santiago. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like Bert and Ernie because okay. they're foam. Okay, so Santiago got hired by uh, uh, a, a manager of mine. He's, yeah. and Santiago's a good good. Oh, you guy. let managers hire? Yes. And fire. Nice. There. Okay. Cool. It it makes yes. Yeah, I haven't I haven't delegated that since it went very very poorly. Well, uh, uh, good managers. Not yeah. that you don't. Yep. But, uh, hey, no, no. no. Uh, you hire so anyway, good managers. Apparently, I didn't hire the good managers. And so I so I walk I walk in and here's my manager and Santiago and he's like, oh, perfect timing. This is our <laughs> owner chat and uh, this is Santiago. And yeah, I shake his hand. I'm like, Santiago, that's awesome. We've never had a Norwegian before. <laughs> <laughs> and my manager just like went pale, you know, because he, he, he came. He, <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. No. Santiago laughed just like you did. But my, 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 my buddy Dennis, my manager, who's come out of like all these corporate bar restaurants, was like, all the sweet he was Jesus. You can't do that. I go. He laughed. He does. And then we it's talked. And we still laugh about it. <laughs> Norwegian. He Santiago cracked a Norwegian joke to me the other day. So yeah, it's it's fun. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. Once we, once, once if you can't fight. joke about race, what has this world come to? Well, we're all people. Yeah. Exactly. We're Earthlings. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But I I completely agree with that. I I, I just I get so. I don't get bent out of shape. It's just big neighborhoods. Just the people that <laughs> they get so stuck on all that stuff. It's silly. Well, there's been a lot of sh- shit going on since um, people started. Yeah, fair. Fair. You know. No, I mean, I'm an equal opportunity employer always, you know. I just... well, yeah. No, no. We hire good people. Yeah. Yes. The word is people. Yeah. People, I are good people. I don't care what fucking color, ethnicity. I, don't, I really don't give a well, shit. Well, that's that's our crowd too. The no knuckleheads. Yeah, it's, it's it. pretty straight. We we have a, a no assholes is what we say. Mm-hmm. No again, assholes. I won't do business with an asshole. But again, a bunch of kids don't walk into your shop. True. We we're family friendly on the weekends from noon to six. True. Other than that, we're twenty one and over because it's too big to police. Yeah. Oh. I'm 21 and my cousin's 20. I'm not going to buy him a beer. Yes, you are. Well, yeah, and fuck you. Get the fuck out of my bar for not buying your fucking friend a beer. Like, what? Because you do the same thing. Well, it's like, I've been 21 twice (laughs) plus six. (laughs) I was 21 when I was 18 as well. I'm just saying. It's too too hard to police. Police. Um, It's a big joint. And it's hard to please. And it's just easier to say 21 over. Oh my God, I'm going to be 21 in two weeks and blah, blah, blah. I go, well, here's the thing. 20 years ago in 50 weeks, nobody called me to consult 
your parents on your conception. <laughs> if they would have called me, I would have told them to pick up the pace because in 21 years, your future child is going to drink. Maybe it's a, it's a pl- I might own a bar. I don't know. <laughs> it's in the future. But you might want to you know pick up the pace on his conception by two weeks so they can have fun tonight. So do you doorman often? No. Oh. I, I, I've done it a few times. Um, if it's necessary, you know, I'll do whatever, you know. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. you're an owner. But, uh, you know, people are like, aren't you the owner? I'm like, yeah. Like, Why are you mopping the bathroom floor? I go, because I came in the bathroom and needed to be mopped. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, I, I got to show you our hire video. It's great. It's you know it's, it's I was me uh, in the bathroom scrubbing the yes, toilet. Yes, it is. Can I, I pay was, you an, uh, what? What? No, go for it. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I'm like, can I can I pay you as much as you make now? Likely not. <laughs> <laughs> can I offer health care? No, can't. Thanks, Obama. It's pretty yeah. great. <laughs> former um, former entrepreneurs who go back into the workplace are probably some of the best hires ever, based on the fact that. They don't cop the attitude. Uh, it's not my job. That's the other guy's job. We just. We, I mean, we so don't have. Bad. We don't have time to. We have to do anything and everything that needs our attention, and we expect other people to do that too. You know, yeah. it's. It's easier to get out of bed in the morning. To work on your problems. Your own, you, your own problems. I don't understand your difficulties. Statement. Something you have to work on. You, you have a job. We all have to work. Yeah. Everybody has to work. Um. Yeah, I think it's so. easier to get out of bed in the morning when you have to go in to solve something for your company that you own. Oh yes, than so it is so. to get out of bed to fix a problem for the guy who's underpaying you or blah 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 blah. Right. So I have recently taken my company to. I'll try not to evangelize about it too much because it's the baddest thing ever. But um, I've taken the company to lean practices. But not lean like Toyota preaches it. Lean like a dumbass. Like, no offense, but you and I could understand it. Um, lean? Lean. You don't know what lean is? Yeah. Okay, well. you So dumbass was appropriate. It was very appropriate. <laughs> so lean is... The Toyota um, way. <laughs> what's that? said the Toyota way. There's the, been many it's books the written about way, it. Right? So, I, I'm from Detroit. I know. Well, well, you know what? They they, they cut out. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. They cut out all the union people. Toyota likes to fall. <laughs> they did cut out the union people. They did. Sorry, um, but if a factory in Detroit is bringing raw material in one side, and Ford's amazing, by the way. I love all my Ford vehicles. Love Fords. Um, they're huge. Uh, the <laughs> you bring the raw materials into one side and you're spitting cards out the other side, they are implementing lean practices. They have to be. There's no way they couldn't do it without it. But it is, uh, there, so there are eight weights. Let's see if I can do it. I've had a few beers. Um, <clears throat> overproduction, overprocessing, excess inventory, defects, wasted transportation, wasted motion, waiting time, and wasted employee genius. I ended up at nine, so I'm pretty sure I got them all. Um, those are the eight wastes, right? And those are the only eight ways. There are no more eight ways. There, there are no other ways. It's those ways. And if you get your people to understand the eight ways, you now have a common talking grounds. So, so I, I would walk around my facility and be like, it's just fucking common sense. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you clean the bathroom? It's right. common fucking sense. 
sense is not common. It's not common. And it's not common. It's not because you're stupid. It's not because the person that's not cleaning the bathroom isn't stupid. It's that they view the world differently. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, not, it's, not any, it's not wrong, right, or anything. They just literally view it differently. They were raised different. Their brain works differently. Very, very different. So the eight ways, five whys. The five whys are, well, my beer is foamy. Why? Well, the beer is fucked up. Why is the beer fucked up? Well, the beer's fucked up because the cooler's off. Why is the cooler off? Well, because we're doing a podcast. Why are we doing a podcast? I don't fucking know. Why do we do this goddamn podcast? Because it's 2017. Right, exactly. So it's it's getting to the root cause. The root cause is not the beer's fucked up. The root cause is that for some reason we do this fucking show. We won't get into that. It's back to the daddy issues. Rolling stone down the hill. Yeah, exactly. So, and then three essing is the, not the last, there's one more thing. Um, <clears throat> three essing is sweep, sort, standardize. Sweep, sort, standardize. Every day. I allocate 45 minutes, 15 to 45 minutes. Everybody is employed not to do their job, but to sweep, sort, and standardize. Mm. Something. Anything. Sanitize? Standardize. Okay. Sweep, sort, standardize. So clean it, sort it, get rid of anything you don't need in that area. If you haven't used it in a month, it's probably fucking put it on that pallet that Mm -hmm. you liked so much. I did like that. Yeah. Put, Put it on the pallet, see if anybody else can use it. Standardize. Make a place for it. So when you're not using it, it's in a place and you know where to grab it. You know where to go. Yeah. So sweep, sort, standardize. Sweep, sort, standardize. Um, then we do a morning meeting. And in that morning meeting, we do the, the, real, the, the, the real glue that really brought everything together was there are two-second improvement, two improvement videos. So they're not two-second videos. They are videos about something that would shave two seconds out of your life. In any, any scenario, all you got to do is make something two seconds better. So if this beer is over here and I have to reach over here to drink it. We need to lengthen your arm. Maybe I should bring it over here. You know oh, what I mean? That'd be easier. Yeah. That'd be easier than lengthening my arm. You know what I mean? So I asked the five <laughs> whys. Why is it everywhere? It's here. And then, so we make a before and after video. I had to reach this far to grab my beer. And now I'm going to have to reach here to grab my beer. It's amazing, right? So we watch those videos together every morning. We review the financials. And we listen to a book together every morning. For between... One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That's a great book. Great book. Actually, um, what's what's his really good book? The, um, the Oh, The Places You'll Go? Spot on. That motherfucker is brilliant, <laughs> right? So we do that. And it's building the most... In the last 30 days, my company has changed millions of percentages like it's fucking crazy so um i don't know why i'm on this ramp but that's no, good yeah because now you're talking i can drink a beer yeah no drink your beer <laughs> drink your beer i'll rant no, i'm listening that's good i'll, I'm, I'm I'll rant on about it forever the the, the so how this started was <clears throat> i was on a business trip two weeks gone and i came back and my shop was completely obliterated like just fucked john hughes movie what Remember the John Hughes movies from the 80s? Parents no. Go Away. The Hughes. Yes! John Hughes movie. Yeah, the dishes are done. Yeah, yeah that's what fucking happened. The, the My grandparents was... are catatonic in a closet. Yes. You know how disrespectful that is? <laughs> yes. It's John Hughes movie. Thanks for making me get that. Um, I don't know if he did weird science, but it, anyway. 
Weird Science is an amazing movie. I don't think he, he did. did Weird Science. I don't think he did, uh, the, he did. the Babysitter's Dead or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, 16 Candles. Yeah, 16 Candles he did. That's a good movie. Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah. That's Pretty much anything movie. with a Brat Pack. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I know what you mean. I love that you, John, used it into two movies that don't... <laughs> nothing to do with John Hughes. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, it's fine. Dishes are done, man. <laughs> don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Christina Applegate right there. There you go. <laughs> and this is an episode, a launch pad. Um, We're already two hours in, so it's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, I come back. Everything is completely fucked. Top to bottom. I mean, it was just garbage. And it I was guess he did do weird science. How about that? Who knew? What's that? He did do weird science. Who knew? You know, I graduated in 87. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems, a little, just seems a little off for him. Everything else. Yes. <laughs> Which is a great movie. I masturbated to that girl so many times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anyway. Bill Paxson? <laughs> the, oh, Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. I was going to say, Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> May he rest in no, peace. It was Chet. The, yeah, here's the Bill Paxton. It was Chet. It was the brother. Here's Wait, Bill Paxton. Is he dead? Yeah, Bill Paxton. Oh. Yeah, this this year, it wasn't part of the t- uh, 2016 culling. It was this year. Very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and it was because of a lot of sick days happened while everybody was fucking. While I was gone, it was very unfortunate scheduling and sick days. But everything fell apart, and I was just walking around the shop motherfucking myself because I had built what I thought was going to work and it clearly didn't so I'm like we can't grow like this we can't expand like this we can't do anything like this on a new episode of learning yeah exactly a new episode of kicking the dick and so a friend of mine Andrew Molden he's also a contractor that we sub out to do um, installs in LA he is going he works for Honda also a busy guy is also is going not to the Toyota way to get his no it's not the Toyota way is going to school to get his green belt uh, Six Sigma and he sent me a video that his instructor shared of a guy named Paul Akers out of Bellingham Washington giving a tour facility and I was like it's I'm like no oh, fuck I'll watch it you know whatever it's 23 minutes I'm pissed off at everything little distraction and I'm like this 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 guy's shop is amazing I mean fucking amazing perform surgery it's you could perform surgery in it he has a wood shop that there's not a speck of dust in and it's it's just immaculate and everybody's OCD happy. heaven it, it's it's not even OCD it's just it it it's it's it, un- indescribable clearly it's not the beer indescribable and um Everybody's happy to work there. At least, I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. these are not, this is like, he's doing it with, like, he's filming himself. Like, you aren't, this isn't edits to make everybody look like they're happy like Hitler would do, right? Like, <laughs> this is people are. Hitler coming into this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> propaganda. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> so, um, he, he gets done with the tour, and I'm like, this is what I, this is it, man. This is, this is the direction I need to take my company. So, I spend all weekend watching all the little videos that they make as a company because they make videos of all the stuff they do, all the products they make, and they put them up. And I'm like, this this is really great. End of the weekend, I send him an email and I say, hey, Paul, I just want to say thanks. I want to say thanks for the content. I want to say thanks for the inspiration. You don't know me, yeah. but. Yeah, you don't know yeah. me, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And he responds with, Josh, 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 I know who you are. 
I use you in every single presentation I give Amazing. all over the world. And I'm like, what the, the, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you and Bottoms Up. Every, every single yeah, presentation. Because you're, you're a Washingtonian? No, because of Bottoms Up. Yeah, but, you're, but you said he was from Washington, right? I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it has. Okay. Yeah, it, well, efficiency. I'm just, I, just, you know, I don't know. What? Efficiency. Uh, it has to do with efficiency. He's like, this oh, kid. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So lean, lean is all up. about efficiency. It's all mm-hmm. about eliminating the eight waste. It, eliminating it. waiting time. Elim- Got it. Yeah, waste, yeah, excess in, inventory. Yeah, it does. I, it does all that. I understand because I say it every day. Yeah, exactly. So he says this and I respond with, I am one flattered, two completely fucking embarrassed, so embarrassed. Like, and we became fast friends. And he's, you know, I, I mean, we talk on a pretty. He's on some sort of weird trip through Europe right now, so I haven't talked to him in a while. But it's, it's been so good. All of it's awesome. been so good. I mean, we're building a culture that I never thought could exist. I'm having fun again. We're. I go to work and I. I, I was sitting in my office like looking at spreadsheets every day and now I'm going to work at my fucking desk surrounded by my people when you Te- are teammates my teammates my people my people mm-hmm. you know and uh, we don't have offices anymore we all stand mm-hmm. in the same place yep. we all work in the same place we all share the ideas we overhear conversations we chime in sometimes not welcome sometimes very welcome mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really good, and the confrontation level, because we have this comf- that we have this common language now, which is still we're new to it still, but now that we have this foundation of common sense, or at least something that we can use to communicate to one another, um, I've been proven wrong in a good way so many times. You know what I mean? And you have to be able to well, the conflict. Take it. Yeah, well, because I've, I've screwed up a bunch. Right, you know. but people have to be able to get through to you, right? Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I'm saying. You, gotta yeah. be, you have to listen and then realize that it's hard to admit you're wrong or what you thought would work or this, that, or the other. What's brilliant about this is I don't even have to admit I'm wrong not because it's a conversation using using this language. So it's all about getting to hear, hear which is eliminate the waste. So we mm-hmm. say all the things that's it's all very structured and not at the same time it's fucking crazy man it's mm. fucking crazy yeah so cool. very excited about it clearly yes and awesome. uh yeah anyway sorry i'll digress drink a beer foam is beer beer is money no, no man it's the no, time i know no, 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 the time I've, yeah i say I go, people ask about your system yeah and it's a great it's a great thing i love it Thank like you. i said i froze like a dog on point you know, uh, I go, you know, foam is beer. You know, beer, you know, we're getting all the beer into the cup. All of it. And sold to a, every drop. It's sold to a guest. Yeah. Delicious beer. Beer going down the drain should be illegal. <laughs> um, and the bartender is not a slave to the tap. No, set that shit down and go do something else. Group comes up, Jack and Coke. Uh, Captain and uh, Captain and Coke, and uh, two PBRs, or a PBR in Alaskan Amber. Boop boop, cups down, run away from the bottoms up system. Make the cocktails, set the cocktails, turn around. The beers are done. Yeah, Bl- minds are blown. Haven't seen it before, and it's so great. Uh, yeah, efficient. You're not a slave to the tap. 
That's you know, it. All the beers, you're selling your beer, um, all of it. You're not losing any uh, money. You know, I'm not a money grubber, but it's still, you're paying for the beer. I'm paying for the beer. I'd like to sell what I've purchased. I don't want my... This is great. It's regulating how much I drink now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's uh, a warm beer all the time then, yeah, huh? Yeah, warm beer all the time. I always joke, uh, the blue collar guys, gotta love them. Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light in Detroit, it's Blue Light or Labatt Blue. You know, Bud, Bud Light, Miller Light, High Life, Blue and Blue Light. I don't want to know about any hops. I don't want to hear about any fucking malts. I don't want to have a waxed beard. I don't want skinny jeans. I don't want to be a lumber sexual. I just want my Bud Light. Don't tell me about any of that bullshit. And we sell, we still at this point sell like 50 cases of 16 ounce Bud Light cans a week in the busiest. We're busiest in like September to May. Summer, it's hot as balls. We're still profitable, barely, but you know, it's summer and it's Michigan. It's cold as, you know, the sun comes, I always say Michigan, the sun comes out. We scatter like cockroaches when the kitchen light comes on. It's like, oh, wow, the sun's out. You know, go to the lake, go up north. Well, yeah, fuck yeah, and man. Then, and then right back to, uh, and we love the snow and the cold and all that. But um, so the Bud Light guy or the Miller Light, Coors Light guy, they come up and they go, give me my, give me my Bud Light. And the bartender's going to get it. And another bartender puts a cup down. And there goes the wizardry of the beer coming from the bottom. And they're blue collar guys. They work. They're workers. They, they're, they're masons. They're iron workers. They work in the factories. Uh, they're, they're mechanical. And they see that, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is that? <laughs> What's our bottoms up beer system? Oh, 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 I want one of those. And then they look, and it's craft, 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 PBR. Craft, craft, craft. <laughs> they go, whoa, give, give me a PBR. Now we're selling 24-ounce PBR to Mr. Bud Light guy and making a, you know, Dude. A, a, better, a better profit margin on draft than package. Dude, the profit margin on draft is so much better, especially get, once you pull off the fucking sponsorship right. deal. So they uh, they start, uh, you know, drinking the draft beer. And yeah, yeah, Alaskan Amber is really yummy. I don't know if you've had oh, it. Dude, I'm from the Northwest. Alaskan it's Amber delicious. is fucking delicious. It's so delicious. So, so delicious. That, 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 that's it's one of my, my first craft that, beers that, ever. That's my... If, How long has Alaskan Amber been around? It's like 15 years? Oh, no. Uh, 80s. Oh really? Wikipedia then. Uh, there was a couple that bugged Brad's out. Got it. That's like they, they bugged out to. Uh, I think it was late eighties. They bugged out to Alaska. They wanted to get away from the lower forty-eight. They were up there in Juneau for a while, and then uh, it was. It's like the recipe from the miners from way back in the eighteen hundreds. And glass leaks. Oh. But uh, it's just delicious. That's probably one of the uh, one of the unfortunate. Um, uh, uh, Magnets that have been on the curved. <laughs> well, on the of the curved curvature oh, of the, this. Yeah. 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 And every now and then fun. somebody pulls one off and puts it in the cup, <laughs> and I don't catch it, so There's, it winds up in the glass. It's fine. Moore's making it in my mouth than on the table, so we're good. So, so where's my old English chef? Why yeah, I, I, I'd, uh, it'll make it eventually. <laughs> so that's my uh, that's Alaskan Amber right is my gateway gateway beer for the blue collar guys. Because it's not hoppy. I mean, I love hops. IPA is my jam. Me too. I love it all, yeah. but IPA is my jam. So, but you know, Alaska's very malty. It's a, it's it's just delicious. It's a so very like, good beer. So they don't they still don't want to buy it. So I'll buy them. Or, you know, be two dudes, or three dudes. So let me let me buy you one. You know, 
who's going to turn on a free beer? No and one ever. Boom. They're like, yeah, it was that's nine, awesome. It was 1986, by the way. Yeah, it's a good story. No, oh, yeah, it's a good story. I'm reading it. From I don't the know them, but it's a good story. So yeah, that's and that's Josh they, is the connector. He'll find that's a way their to get foot. <laughs> that's their foot in the door to getting out of their box of I only drink Bud Light. And I told you the story earlier. And I told you before about my old workplace where the Miller Light guys were arguing with the Bud Light about Miller Light and Bud Light. So I went while they're arguing. It was a lunch. We're having like a company lunch. While they're arguing, I went to the liquor store party. In Michigan, it's a party store. Listen to Eminem. You'll know that. Uh, and I bought all the domestic beers, one of each, a single. Went in the kitchen. I got the red solo cup out of sleeve of cups. I labeled them all, and I poured them all in. We did a blind taste test, and every Miller Lite guy chose Bud Light, and every Bud Light guy chose Miller Lite. <clears throat> Not one got it right, and they were arguing. They all, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, did they shut up once they got it wrong? Yeah, never heard it again. My blind, uh, my my blind taste test, and I told you earlier, was the same one you said was your favorite. I uh, I chose Bushlight. They're all the God. Same. I love Bushlight. So good. But, uh, See now, I'm sitting here thinking I could tell you the difference between a Coors Light and a Miller Light. I'm positive I could tell. No you offense to all my family in Colorado, but uh, regular Coors is Coors Light, and then Coors Light is like Coors Triple Light. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, they melt windows and call it beer. <laughs> It's almost clear. It's, it's like so. Coors Light is the hardest beer to dispense on the planet because it, because the CO two has nothing to bond to in the liquid, and they literally blend it with water. Literally mm-hmm. blend it with water. I've been in their yeah. blending room mm-hmm. in Gold, Colorado. He's like, now I'm taking you to the blending room. I'm like, oh, so you like blend batches together? No, it's where we blend it with cool Colorado water. And I'm like, wait. What? You take the beer that you made and actually just add water? And he's like, yes. Makes it refreshing. So, all the jokes we've ever made about light beer and drinking water, in that case, we actually You are. are actually drinking fucking water, my friend. And that, I'm positive, is the same with any light beer. And it's just, they were nice enough to take me to their blending room. I'm not sure if I'm not supposed to, I don't know if I signed an NDA or anything, but... Oops. Whatever. Fuck it. This isn't live. This isn't live. We can edit it out. an NDA where you own, they now own Bottoms <laughs> they Up They now here. own Bottoms <laughs> Up Beer. No, they were too worried about their fucking frozen mountain at the time. They don't give a shit about Bottoms Up Beer. They wanted to use it as a gimmick for the, you remember the Miller Lite tornado bottle? Mm-hmm. They wanted to come up with a gimmick for Miller Lite, and they were trying to use Bottoms Up to do it, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That, that's not going to work out for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, then I sold my soul to Anheuser-Busch. Not really my soul, just... You got a chunk it back. of my youth. You got it back. Oh, I got it back hard. And we're cut em, coming at them. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers. Excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> So may I go to the bathroom? You may. Thank you. 